This is the BFL Women's Match of the Day. On RSN Carnival Digital Radio, the RSN Racing and Sport app, at rsn.net.au, this is the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Match of the Day. Peter Holden and Matthew Cox here with you at Windy Hill, where, unbeknownst to the commentators or anyone else, because it wasn't published on the VFL website during the week, they're trying to do the trial rules again. They're actually getting the paint out as we speak to extend the goal square from 9 metres to 18 metres. Yep, they've uh, done that up one end of the, the ground, uh, up the or to the city end of Windy Hill, and they're in the process of extending the uh, grandstand uh, end as well. Um, so, yes, that's the, the indication that at least we're getting the larger goal square. First time I've seen it live. Yeah. Um, it's massive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I saw an Instagram story from Tate Mackerel saying no thanks to it um, last week by going full back, kicking from nearly halfway to the 50-metre mark. No thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm sceptical. It, I'll, it I'll, looks I'll, abnormal, well, at least from this height anyway. Yeah, it, does, it just doesn't look right. Um, but I'll res- I'm happy to reserve judgment. I wasn't able to watch last week's game because I was in transit, but I'll... Yeah. Have a look today, and hopefully, given that today's conditions are better too, I believe there was a bit of uh, scrappy weather last weekend that didn't help. It's interesting that some people go, oh, because it was raining last week, we don't get a true indication. It's like, no, actually, that's false. Besides Eddie Had Stadium, every other game of football is played outdoors. So if it's raining, that's actually perfect. So you want to actually know, well, when we don't get dry, when we get wet weather, how do these rules play? Yeah, Yeah, that's correct, which I think is reasonable for them to then bring it into play here as well today to, to get that. Uh, so it's the same ground, you get it in dry and you get it in wet, so you go, well, these are two different examples of how the rule works. Yep. Um, when one team is constant, given yeah. the Bombers played yep. last week with Williamstown in that trial, and the other being Carlton, uh, who are an AFLW club, so they get a look and a bit of insight into how these rules play out. And um, we should mention the other rules that uh, that they will be trialling, which they want to suggest to put forward to the well, AFLW. We, we think they will be trialling, but yeah, given well, the size of the goal, goal square, square, we would suggest that they'll be doing it. Yep. Uh, that is extending the 50-metre... Uh, me, extending the 15-metre the kicks that, well, were 15 metres for a mark, and now you can kick it 10 metres for yep. it to be called a mark. And I was trying to say with so the 50-metre lines... That, that would be reducing, not extending, would it? Yeah, reducing, reducing. I've got the word foul. And the 50-metre arcs come into play because essentially in the rules of Australian rules football, um, uh, the 50-metre line actually doesn't mean anything. It's just a guide. But now that won't be in play today because it'll be the last touch rule. So last team, last disposal out of bounds between the two 50-metre arcs means a free kick to the opposing team. As opposed to AFLW where it was all the way around the boundary line. Now it's just essentially on the wings. Yep. Which I don't mind. Um, but again, I'll rege- reserve judgment to see how it uh, how it plays out today between these two sides. Proud of about 3,000 we're here for the VFL men's, I'm afraid to say about two-thirds have left. Yep. Which is a bit disappointing to see. I'd hope that, uh, considering I, I'm not quite sure where Essendon is on the 
a VFL men's ladder if they're in conjunction, for, they're in contention for finals. I think they were if they yeah. had won today. Yeah, so um, so so in that case, obviously that's why they crouch up. So there's more football to see, which is great. Um, but otherwise, we'd be saying, well, if this is the last chance you get to see Essendon, why wouldn't you see Essendon girls for the last time this season, particularly against an old rival in the uh, Carlton Football Club? We would have hoped that most would have stuck around, particularly again because of the nice weather. Maybe you get cool in the grandstand because the shade has come over. But I would estimate the crowd is probably now. Uh, just under a thousand people here at Windy Hill. Still healthy for women's football, yeah. But we would have liked to have seen most in the double header. Yeah, it will still be a, a fairly good atmosphere. The grandstand isn't as packed as what yeah. uh, we had in round one yeah. in the inaugural game here, which provided a, a great bit of atmosphere. But hopefully, the the crowd, which has stuck around again, a lot of young people have stuck around the ground. Young kids. Making it sound old. Yeah, a lot of young people. Yeah, yeah well, you can say that. You're the one with grey hair. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't be on air tomorrow. Um, yeah, no, I'm, who, who are you? Obviously, Carlton's the favourite. Yeah, but I'd, I'd, the heart says, and yes, I'll declare my colours. We're both Essendon supporters. But as much as, even even if I wasn't Essendon supporter, as much as I'd like to see Essendon win today to say, hey, you got a second win for the year, I think Carlton will win this one. And yeah. t- Taylor Harris walking on by with, yep, with uh, Nicole Graves, the uh, general manager of women's football for the Carlton Football Club, having a look at uh, proceedings. As we're not too far away from a bounce, three o'clock bounce, four minutes to go here, and Windy Hill will be underway. They're just practicing setups in the midfield, including Gabriella Pound. And geez, hasn't Gab Pound really came along? She was essentially just your run of a mill pocket player at Melbourne University a couple of years ago, but has been a vital cog now um, uh, for Melbourne Uni last year, but also for Carlton the last couple of years, and has now um, grown into one of their senior footballers, one of their senior leaders. Yeah, she. I think she was one of the players that really accelerated her development with the uh, introduction of the AFLW in the opening season. Returned to the Muggers last year and was probably their preeminent defender. Really took on that responsibility and lived up to the expectation. Probably exceeded that expectation, and as you said, has grown more into a, a midfield capacity. Um, over the last 18 months. I'll be uh, intrigued, uh, just jumping back one moment to the trial rules, to see if it's actually given a go tomorrow at Melbourne University, because in that game you've got Williamstown, who played last week in these conditions against Essendon. That game is also a dead rubber game. It will be a video stream game with commentary from Women's Australian Rules Football Radio. So I, I wonder, I haven't heard any official word, but it'd be intrigued to see if University Oval will be used as a, as a uh, trial in that dead rubber game. Yep, and also given that there'll be quite a number of uh, North Melbourne AFLW players playing in mm. that game on both sides of the coin. Absolutely. Tomorrow, uh, Williamstown with, uh, of course, Jazzy Garner and Jess Duffin. Uh, part of that lineup, and obviously Melbourne University with their affiliation. As we wait for players to get into position, the five SM players coming to the bench, the Carlton players in their huddle for the last time. Before we get going, Shannon McFerrin, coach of Carlton, Brendan Major, coach of the Essendon Bombers for the 2018 Swiss Wellness VFLW season. Look a bit wind banks I can see sitting on the bench. will be uh, one of the taller players that will be no doubt doing a bit of pinch hitting in the ruck today for the Dons. Courtney Ugle looks like will be starting on the ball again from what I can see from here. Carlton now breaking from their huddle. No uh, Brady Kennedy. She was named as an emergency. I wouldn't be surprised if her sister Celine Moody going to do the uh, ruck duties early on. And Chout looks like she's uh, 
running down to the forward line for them. Pardon me, the back line. Because I can see Hicks in defence for Essendon. So by the look of it, Carlton will be kicking to the right, which is, of course, the railway end of the ground. And kicking towards the uh, eastern end or the primary school end of the ground will be Carlton. To get us underway here on RSN Carnival Digital Radio, the RSN Racing and Sport app at rsn.net.au, is your lead caller and Matthew Cox. Thank you very much, Peter Holden. Final game of the year for these two sides in the Swiss Wellness VFLW competition. The umpire holds the ball in the air, awaiting for the siren to sound. Timekeeper's just caught napping at the moment. Everyone's paused, waiting for them. Whenever they'd like to press the buzzer. If it hasn't, <laughs> if they haven't lost the siren. <laughs> yeah, it's been an interesting start here at, uh, 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 at Windy Hill. Unlike it. There we go. We're underway here at Windy Hill. It'll be Karras and Nelda to do the ruck work. Nelda, there we go, delayed. Uh, a couple of delayed sirens, and the ball is wrapped up in the middle immediately from the ruck contest. It's not like Melbourne Uni, is it? When we went down, they lost the power in the box. <laughs> and we had nothing to do with that. I just want to make that clear as... They get it to Heil now, Essendon, and will get the first clearance of the game. Looking for Trent. Centre wing on the outer side. Takes it in front of her. Tried to handball it backwards to Williams. Did the fend-off. Lost control of the footy. Carlton diving over the top of the footy. Brancatasano. Brancatasano. There we go. Got that okay. Applied the tackle, and we get a stoppage. Centre wing on the outer side. Up in the air we go. Lee Moody wins the tap out on that occasion, going in to pick up the ball. The ball was immediately caught. Hand pass came out, and the Blues managed to get it towards centre half forward. Crasher bodies in there. The umpire's going to pull out a free kick and says it's in the back, and it'll be going the way of the Blues. And ending up with it. We're in the 36, Celine Moody. Moody on the right boot, going long inside. 50 with the kick over the head of Darcy Vessio. Wants to go chasing after the football. Oh, it's set up beautifully for her. And Vessio on the left from two metres out. It went immediately to her left. She was chasing it with Abby McKay. They were going heel for heel for that. And the ball just went back slightly to the right. Fell into the hands of Vessio. She put through an easy goal. And we're only a minute in. And Carlton are up one straight six to no score. Yeah, it's... Ominous signs early, Darcy Vessio uh, doing what we know she can do incredibly well. And obviously for those Carlton fans who want to know about Andrew McKay's uh, daughter, Abby McKay, she is playing uh, forward pocket, positioning herself for about 25 metres out from goal. So back in the middle, Pound was chasing after it. He's got the zinc on today as well. Carlton shuffled the ball forward. Taking it at half-back, though, is Hetherington for Essendon. The chip kick short, poor. Mark taken by Walker. One of the rookies selected for Carlton's AFLW side during the week. With a rugby sevens background at national level. Goes inside attacking 50. Vessio kept it in front of herself. Shrugged off one tackle. Got around the second. Puts it over the top of Nelda's head. And goes straight through for her second in a matter of minutes here at Windy Hill. Two straight 12 Carlton. Leading Essendon, no score, two gone, opening term, RSN Carnival Digital Radio. Uh, she's wreaking havoc early, and I like the way the Carlton are getting the ball in quick to her. That was, a, um, I guess, a criticism of Carlton's AFLW style uh, during the 2018 season, where they decided to chip the ball around, go sideways, work it up slowly. By just going long and direct and getting it in, it's bringing Vessio into play. And Neves is currently standing alongside Vessio. 
And Renee Karras going up in the ruck there for Carlton. Quickly got it down to the hands of Georgia D, who swung around, got it on the right boot, and it worked out beautifully. Getting it to Tilly Lucas Rod on the half-forward flank. Went through the hands of Harvey, went after the football. McKay's looking around there, so Gabriella Pound went out the back door to Hetherington. She goes for a run, gets on the right boot, heading, it looks like, in the Moorcroft direction, out on the wing, just went over ahead. Moreau comes at it at full speed, trying to juggle it. Two hot potatoes with the hands there to try and get it to Eugle. Working out wide for Hiles. She's stuck up against the boundary line, fighting in for the footy with Nicola Burns and Burns sees the football over the boundary line and out of bounds. Centre wing on the broadcast side of the ground. Carlton two straight, 12 Essendon no score. Three and a half minutes into the opening term on RSN Carnival Digital Radio, the RSN Racing and Sport app and rsn.net.au. The umpires come in to the field of play too so we are having a full trial of the AFLW Rules in this match today is Pound. Put the handball over the top. Nelda lost control of it. Brent Cantasano gets it inboard with the kick. That's going to throw me up throughout the day. Dalton, high ball inside, attacking 50 for the Blues. Came off hands. Vesio again lurking, lurking the handball. Just missed it. Missed her on the outside. Tilly Lucas Rod trying to create something out of nothing. Stopped in the last line of defence by Nelda. Her kick well wide. Carlton will look to penetrate the 50 once more. Again, pack flies. Tilly Lucas right at the fall of the footy. Just couldn't get boot to ball. Nalda at the well midpoint of the goal square. What would be the top point for a regular goal square? Loses control of it. Carlton wrapped things up inside that large goal square. And that was Caitlin Cox. As we wait for the umpire to throw the ball high in the air. Away we go again. One out by Moody. Hot potato hand pass to... Darcy Vessio may have caught one high and the umpire will give her a free kick. Vessio with a shot on goal from 15 metres out and the umpire spotted something and the umpire off the ball that is and a 50 metre penalty so she'll be directly in front. She'll be having her third goal in the space of four minutes. Darcy Vessio comes in, bang! Vessio has three goals, three straight 18 Carlton, Essendon no score. Five minutes gone in the first term. I reckon if Vessio kicks one more, she can hit the showers early. <laughs> Done her job for the day. What's the shape of our goal-kicking table again? Oh, oh let me uh, review that during quarter time. Could she be a late run? Because I know Mouncy kicked one, but could Vessio be coming from the blue? Yeah, out of nowhere, Darcy Vessio. She looks like she's in for a bag today. She's got a feeling it's one of those games she's been on early. And Essendon under enormous pressure. Ball will be cleared out of the middle by Carlton. Brand Catasano goes inside attacking 50 with the kick. Ball to the deck. Hicks applying the tackle for Essendon to try and wrap things up. Sitting over the top of the footy was Harvey. The umpire says, give it to me, I will ball it up. We're about 40 metres out from goal. Directly in front for Carlton. They've controlled momentum early in the game. Georgia G whacked it on the boot in hope, but it dribbles over the boundary line and out of play right next to the right hand behind post. Six gone, opening term, RSN Carnival Digital Radio. Carlton have skipped away to a three-goal lead and are looking very dominant early here at Windy Hill as the umpire throws it back into play. Front spot was Windbanks for Essendon. They try and clear it to the broadcast side. A bouncing ball heading towards the boundary. Are they able to keep it in? No, they're not. That was yeah. Chloe Dalton unable to keep it this the right side of the white line. I'll, I'll double-check by quarter time, but I had a feeling Vessio was only about three goals behind, so she may have been now one behind. 
on the uh, goal kickers list for this year. We'll have it confirmed for you at the quarter time break as the ball is thrown back into play. We're at half forward now for Carlton. Moody, front, uh, pardon me, uh, Karras front spot. Quick hands in there. It was Bromage. It was intercepted. The Bombers kick it up the line at the feet of Chant. Lost control of the football. Dimatio went in there for the Bombers. Fighting in hard. Lost control. Got the football back. Being tackled by Bromage. Went with a hand pass backwards. Trying to find a teammate who was immediately sat upon. And the umpire is going to call for a ball up. And we'll have that uh, just near the half-forward flank for the Blues. Last with the footy there was Collier. Bit of an awkward throw up. Weems takes it away, kicks it towards the wing on the broadcast side. Walker bouncing football. Fell neatly, though, to Quickly. Quickly got it to Moorcroft, who tried to take on Walker. Then got it back to Quickly. Quickly in a sea of blues. Manages to be pinpoint perfect with the kick. And she spots up her teammate, Natalie McDonald. And the umpire calls a 50-metre penalty. That against Olivia Vesely, who encroached over the mark. And she will be marched. Back to about, well, it's a decent 50, almost a 60. She will, He's got more mathematics. She'll be having a shot probably from about 30 metres out on a 45-degree angle. Looks a little hesitant. Natalie McDonald looking for the Bombers first for this afternoon. Heading towards the railway end. On the right boot. It's a flat punt. It's on line, but it's short. Chowd on the last line of the fence. Tries to get a kick away. Taken straight off a boot. Tran feeds off the home pass. Hurry kick. Pulled down. Moorcroft goes in to try and lay a tackle. Blues managed to get a hurry kick out of defence. Works out okay. Landing right on the chest of Brooke Morgan Walker. Broadcast halfback flank for the Blues. Decides to take the players on. Gives the quick handball off hurriedly to Karras. High up and under kick in towards the middle of Windy Hill. Came off hands. Ball is all wrapped up. Vesely applying the tackle. Went back in, extracted the footy, shoveled it out. Hurried kick on the brook now by Bromage towards centre-half forward for Carlton. Worked it well. Turned over. Essendon get a clearing kick out of defensive 50. Chasing it here was Burns. Got caught but was able to get a handball away in time. Back into the hands of Bromage. Still on centre-wing broadcast side for the Blues. Great tackle laid on by Dimatteo. Causes the stoppage and we'll get a ball up. Centre wing broadcast side, Pete. And quick on the gun is always Anthony Stankett from AFL Victoria. Thanks for listening. He says 20 goals now for Darcy Vessio. She is the 2018 leading goal kicker. Just about sew things up at the moment. Absolutely. As the umpire blows the whistle. I don't think anyone from Melbourne Uni or Weemstown can catch her. So uh, unless someone bolts out of the blue with a 10-goal game tomorrow. Not unless we get a bag. (laughs) Yes. As the umpire throws the ball up in the air. One out on that occasion by Wingbanks. Bombers try to come away with it, but it's caught in a traffic jam on centre wing. Umpire might actually pay hot potato here and says that's holding the football and it's going the way of the Blues and will end up in the hands of Olivia Vesely. Vesely with the footy, tries to take on the player on the mark and gets around her, being caught flat-footed was Collier. Vesely now goes inside, 50 with the kick, putting the hand up at the last moment to do the spoiling work was Tanya Hetherington. Hurry kick there, coming in by Sarah Lars. Oh, it's Vesio again! Four goals in a quarter, and we've only gone, what, ten and a half minutes. She is single-handedly tearing Essendon apart. She... You know that bag that we were just talking about? I think it might be here. The last time I've seen a a big bag of goals from Darcy Vesio, and it's looking a bit like it was that day against the Eastern Devils at Mulgrave Reserve when she kicked seven, and I think about five of those seven came courtesy of Ebony Marinoff just hitting her laces out. Even though she didn't take the mark, she'd drop it, pick it up, turn around and snap a goal. She looks like she's going to be having one of those days. Finishing off the season on a high here, Carlton. 
as McKay, the 23rd player, was able to get the handball. They get a kick in the Vessio direction. It just fell short as she tried to claim the mark. The umpire yeah. says, give it to if me. If she I will held it, it she, she would have been having 5 and 11 minutes. That's criminal. <laughs> it's fantastic to watch, though. Glad I found that car park as the hurry kick on the bird ends in the hands of Vessio again. Fell over in the tackle. Was able to get the handball away just in time. Carlton, top of the 18-metre goal square here at Windy Hill today. Heil intercepts for the Bombers and a high clearing kick towards the centre wing on the broadcast side. Moreau underneath it got punched out of her hands and now Carlton will rebound. Karras, her handball intercepted by Moreau. Now the court dispossessed. Umpire calls play on. Now taken into the turf is Harvey just as it goes over the boundary line and out of play. We'll throw it in centre wing on the broadcast side. Four straight 24 Carlton leading Essendon. No score 11 minutes into the opening term and those four goals have come from Darcy Vessio. As we wait for the ball to be thrown back into play the umpire coming in 10 metres to throw the ball in as per the AFLW trial rules being initiated today. And only got nutmeg. Natalie McDonald stolen the ball away from her. Karras got it across quickly to Caitlin Cox. Cox wants to go inside 50 with a kick. It's ball from behind, courtesy of Kirby Hicks. Hurried hand pass over the top by Celine Moody. Her teammate immediately caught there. That was Malif, who was just trying to run her way through. Now on the ground, Celine Moody tries to get a hand pass out. Had to go backwards, and Karras takes the mark. Karras is about 60 metres out from goal for the Blues. Heading towards the primary school end of the ground. Gets going on the right boot. Puts in the hot spot. Vesio went flying through the air one hand to it, couldn't control it, Hicks had the front position, ball hit the deck, still alive G got it across quickly to Celine Moody Moody pops it up towards the top of the large goal square, looking for Vessio but couldn't get there, the cool, calm and collected Tanya Hetherington in defence will clear for the Bombers. GWS Giants player puts it down the throat of Lauren Caruso, still in the corridor, defensive 50 for the Bombers, the kick, risky Hardy under all sorts of pressure unable to take clean possession of it McKay going to the turf in the contest as well the umpire should call for it here. He let it go for a long time, and just as it was about to break away from the contest, he blew the whistle for a ball up. Set a half forward for Carlton. They lead by 24 points, and they'll win the clearance here as well. Caitlin Cox going inside, attacking 50. Bouncing ball taken cleanly by Geitzman up against the boundary line. Guess who's taken the mark on a 45-degree angle, 20 metres out of out from goal. This is bread and butter for Darcy Vessio. Surely for the Carlton Players Social Fund there has to be some fine system in place for Darcy Vessio. She kicks more than five. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might have to take her off in a minute. As Darcy Vessio a star of women's footy has pushed that to the right hand side and her first blemish and also Carlton's first blemish. 4-1-25, the Blues. Vessio has kicked all their score. Essendon yet to impact the scoreboard as we tick over 14 minutes in the opening term. The kick back into play from Hetherington to the short player in Eugle who takes the mark, then goes to the hand pass over the top. Oh, dearie me, Collier overrunning the football. Had to go back and get it and got on the left boot, went in board, but it was intercepted by Gabriella Pounder, Art Mark, Valerie Moreau. Moreau goes in to lay the tackle, had support from Hardy. Ball spilt out, then Hardy went back, got the footy. Hurry, little chip kick for the Dons. Works out okay. Short mark taken by Annabelle Nichols. She's the 23rd player for the Dons. Mungrel punt on the right. Wanted to come in board. Chout running through the guts of the ground 
put it on the right boot. Bouncing football inside 50. Coming out Moody. Attacked the football early. Slapped it away. Trying to get in there as Bramage. She's immediately caught. Umpire circling. Will blow the whistle and call for a ball up. 15 minutes gone in the first term. If you've just joined us, Essendon no score. Darcy Vessio 4125. <laughs> and Lauren Caruso now standing beside her at the moment. As Pound tried to get it away. Bullis intercepted it. Hurry kick on the boot. Quigley dropped what she should have taken. Was hesitant as she went back in after it. Fires the handball out to Moreau. Runs into a bit of traffic. Gets it now to Williams. Centre wing broadcast side for the Bombers. The kick towards half forward. Came off hands. Karras gets it to Chuot. On half back. Goes in towards the middle. Mark intercepted though by the Bombers. And will brings it towards the broadcast side where Nichols, the 23rd player for Essendon, takes the mark. Attacking side of the broadcast wing. They trail by 25 points. Off hands at half forward flank. Carlton released through Georgia G. Ball bobbled up. Unfortunate there for Essendon. They try and work it out by hand. Eventually Lisa Williams, the skipper, clearing kick towards half forward good strong grab there though taken by Harvey Christy Harvey with the football half back flank broadcast side goes long towards the centre of the two circles reading it in there McKay dropped the footy got it out to pound though coming through there was Sarah last she was immediately caught ball spilled out in goes McKay Grabbed, spilt the football. Don's take it away and quickly get it to Moreau. Moreau near centre half forward takes the mark. Now a spearing pass and finding Alexandra Quigley. Quigley decides to go shorter again and spotting up Monique DiMatteo. He'll be having a shot on goal directly in front from about 35 to 40 metres out. Much better hit up play there from Essendon through the corridor. Composed. Yep. And I think that's been the tale of their season. They just need to slow it down. Carlton though. Jeez, they, they look sharp. They look like they've got that little bit extra class. It's just interesting. It's a one-on-one defence, by the way, for the Bombers. There's uh, no one, plus one back there. As coming in, Matteo gets very close to the player on the mark. It's a high kick, but it floats to the right. Essendon, one behind Carlton, 4-1-25. And we should note, out of Carlton's score, all of it's been kicked by Darcy Vessio. <laughs> she is phenomenal. She is phenomenal as Morgan... High searching kick into Pound, who's wearing long sleeves as per normal. Goes wide with the kick. Taking the mark out there, Maloof for Carlton. Center wing out of side. Puts it out the back of the contest, hoping for her teammate to run onto it. Just kept slapping it in front of herself. Hovering over the top of the footy was McDonald for the Bombers. Eventually the ball pops out the back. Williams. Hurry kick on the boot. Bouncing ball centre wing out of side. Borg chasing after it for Carlton. Got possession of it and then dribbles it along the boundary. The umpire says throw it in. Hello to Caroline Leduc listening all the way in from WA. Wants to know how our fellow Canadian's going and Valerie Moreau. As the umpire comes back in 10 metres for this trial rule to throw the ball back into play. It looks like it's going to be Winbanks on this occasion versus Karras. Winbanks wins the football down. Pound went charging through, wanted to try and receive the ball from Brancatasano, but Brancatasano was still holding on to it. And the umpire says she was immediately wrapped up, so we'll call for a ball up. Near the half-forward flank for the Blues. Pound running through, couldn't quite 
get clean possession of the football. She'll try and go back in and bury her way through again. Umpire says that was a throw, though, when she tried to get it to Moody. And it'll be a free kick for the Dons. And in the hands of Lisa Williams, the Bombers captain. Off centre half back, Williams. It's a high right ball. Two-on-one contest through the hands of several Blues, including Pedersen out the back. But they did have support, and Harvey pumped it long inside 50. Foot race on there. Confessio gets to the football. She managed to tackle the player with Morecambe coming kick. through and gets the free kick. Darcy Vessio with a shot on goal directly in front. When she puts boot to ball, probably about 45 metres out, kicking to the primary school end. And if she kicks it, it'll be her fifth goal for the quarter. We've hit the 19-minute mark at this first term. Here on RSN Carnival Digital Radio, the RSN Racing and Sport app, and rsn.net.au, your home of Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Football. In comes Vessio. 45 metres out, stabs at it, and it's away to the right. 4-2-26, Darcy Vessio and Carlton. <laughs> Essendon, <laughs> one behind with 30 seconds to play in the quarter. It's making it easier from the... Uh School sheet perspective for us. <laughs> so as we approach quarter time here at Windy Hill, Hicks made full use of the 18-metre goal square. Ball off hands at half-back, though, for Carlton. Karras, hurry kick on the boot. Almost went down the throat of Kirby Hicks under a bit of pressure. Thanks to uh, Geintzman that was providing that as we hit quarter time here at Windy Hill. And as Pete said before, it's Darcy Vessio 4-2-26, meaning Carlton also 4-2-26, leading the Bombers, who are just the minor score. Uh, no need to go through the goal kickers, Pete, because we know, <laughs> know, know who's kicked uh, the four. I was going to be a smart aleck and ask you who they were. <laughs> no, I'm not sure I got in before that. Thank you very much. <laughs> so Darcy Vessio with the entire score and really just making the Essendon defence look silly. But as we said, maybe it's because of the trial rules. I don't know. But Essendon playing a one-on-one defence. They're not dropping one back. As you'd expect someone like a Tanya Heatherington to play a sweeper-type role. And uh, just a quick comment on that before we throw to the bake. Uh, bake. Break. I, I like the uh, boundary umpire coming in 10 metres to do the boundary throw-in. I yeah, just I, think that gets... I, the match a little more centralised, especially in women's footy, where we yeah. know that the, the skills yeah. aren't as crisp as what they are at yeah. me, in men's football. So I like that it's been brought in, and yeah. in fact, wouldn't mind it being brought in full time. Absolutely, and it's like you know me, I'm a, I'm a critic of rule changes. I'll have something to say later on about the extended goal square, but of course, but the, the umpire saying it back in, it's not in a sense a way a rule. It's just a suggestion. The umpire comes back in. But I like it because it just takes it away from the boundary line a yep. bit more and tries to get it back into play. So it's almost a little bit like when you used to play under underage or primary school football and you didn't have boundary umpires. A field umpire would just say, hang on, I'm going to grab the ball. I'm going to run back in 10 minutes. I'm just going to throw it up in the air as a ball up. And, yep. You know, it, it brings it back into play so you're not hugging the boundary line. Yep. No, it's a, so far, after one quarter of footy seeing it in action, it's a tick from me. There, there is one question, though, which will be interesting to see. If the boundary umpire comes in 10 metres... Are you, as a player, allowed to position yourself between the boundary line and the boundary umpire? I wouldn't have thought so. Do you have to clear the way? Well, like when a field umpire, when he throws the ball up, clear the way behind me, are you allowed to try and almost hide behind that umpire? I'd be, be interested to know what the interpretation is for that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought so. I, I, similar as the centre yeah. circle throw-up yeah, yeah. at the start of uh, every stoppage, um, you have to clear the way for the umpire. So I would expect uh, something similar to be employed. 
We'll take this opportunity to take a break here on RSN Carnival Digital Radio, your home of Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Football. Carlton, 4-2-26. Essendon, one behind at quarter time. The Country Footy Show. Hi, it's Adam White joining Paul Daffy every week with all the scores, all the news, and most importantly, all the great stories around country Victoria when it comes to bush footy. Port Arlington have struggled in the Ballaroon for a long time, but they defeated Geelong Amateurs for the first time ever. Trainer, Rod Smith. Is it true that you were really emotional after the game? Yes, and others were crying. So when that siren went, you think, yep, they've finally done it. The Country Footy Show goes up as a podcast every Thursday afternoon at rsn.net.au. It's on your radio at 5am every Friday morning on RSN 927 and replayed at 5pm Fridays on RSN's digital radio channel Carnival in the Melbourne area. This is Jason Bonington. A good horse sets you up for a Saturday at the race. The team rides in every Saturday morning from 10.30. We have got a very, very special guest this morning. We argue over form, talk with a few of the day's stars and uncover the nuggets that could turn a profit on the punt. Lindsay Park runners over the line. They're probably their stable I'm keenest on. Jason Bonington, Matt Welsh and the Tabs Nick Quinn rolling right up to the racing on a good horse. 10.30 Saturday mornings on RSN 927. Big game this weekend. Here's where to meet up. The Mail Exchange Hotel, just five minutes walk from Etihad. Ales, wine, superb food, and tab terminals. The Mail Exchange Hotel, where footy fans meet up. Corner of Burton, Spencer Street, City, right opposite the steps at Southern Cross Station. Five-year-old Mia and her pregnant mother became homeless after fleeing her violent father. With nowhere to go, they sheltered in a cold garage and slept on an old couch. Mission Australia helped them find a safe home before the baby arrived, restored their dignity and gave them hope for the future. Over 17,000 Australian children will be homeless tonight. Help families escape homelessness. Please donate today. Visit missionaustralia.com.au Every day, in many ways, the Royal Flying Doctor Service takes the finest care to Australia's furthest corners so that all Australians can enjoy the best of health. The Royal Flying Doctors Service has been taking care of Australians for over 80 years. But we still need your help to continue providing emergency rescue and essential health care to remote and rural communities. Make a donation or become a supporter and help keep the Flying Doctor flying. When a safety barrier is hit, it catches you like a net, slows you down and prevents you from hitting a tree or oncoming traffic. Safety barriers save lives, getting us towards zero. No matter what your age, most of us played sport when we were young. And there was always one thing that made you want to disappear into a corner or even give up your chosen sport. And that was when somebody on the sideline hurled abuse at either you or a teammate. These are the moments that make sport painful for so many kids. And the time has come to stop it. I'm Elise Perry from the Southern Stars and my message is simple. Let kids be kids. Let them enjoy their sport without interference. Google Play by the Rules to find out more. This is the BFL Women's Match of the Day. And live from Windy Hill in Essendon, this is the BFL Women's Match of the Day. Essendon won behind Carlton, or should I say Darcy Vessio, 4-2-26. She's kicked their entire score for the first quarter. About to get underway for the second term. Crowd at the moment is probably whittled down to, I'd estimate, about Four to 500 people to get us underway for the second term here on your home of Swiss Wellness VFR Women's Football. Here's your lead caller in Matthew Cox. Thank you very much, Peter Holden, as the umpire just waits for some of that crowd to depart the ground next to the cricket nets here at Windy Hill. By the way, hello to DJR from the Bomber Blitz Forum, who says he doesn't need to listen to us on the radio. The call 
dominates the herd stand. Yeah, I was going to say, with the current weather conditions, you probably get us in Burke Street the way Pete's calling. Ball in the middle. Another subtle whack from me. I'm definitely not getting a go tomorrow as Carlton will win the clearance once again. Long ball inside 50, just over the head of Moody, who's able to shrug the tackle off after she gained possession. A kick partially smothered. Went back in after it, Celine Moody, who put it out on the full and ensures that uh, the scoreboard reads Darcy Vessio's scoreline. That remains intact. Tanya Hetherington to take the free kick for the Bombers. Back pocket broadcast side here at Windy Hill. Hetherington, formerly a coach as well with Diamond Creek when she had an injury a couple of years ago. Kicks long and on. Moorcroft, her teammate, formerly of Diamond Creek, also takes a mark at the half-back flank. Tries to spear it up the line to Alex Quigley. Takes it beautifully on the chest in front of Pound. Quigley looking further afield. Broadcast side. Centre wing. Works it wide. Hits the target. This is better from the Bombers. This is a nice build-up. Finds Matteo. Trent is calling for it short. Kicks in her direction. Had to look into the sunlight, but manages to hang on the ball on the second bite. Had Heil in board. Didn't go that way. Almost went to the tallest player on the field for the Blues. And they'll try and kick it away with Morgan, who puts it out in the direction. Looks like coming through there was Vessel. Vesley got uh, upended there for the Blues. Eugle got it for the Bombers. Went for the hand pass. Tried to get it going towards the half-forward flank. Too many Carlton players around there, including one laying a tackle and Karras. And the umpire will ask for the football back. Between centre wing and half-forward for the Dons, it's the Blues leading by 25 points. Umpire gets us back underway. Pound. Roved it. Her up and under kick goes down the throat of Hetherington for the Bombers. Centre wing, broadcast side. Chips short. Pound came in from the side, brought the ball to ground. Trend lays on the tackle over the top. And the umpire says, we're going nowhere. I will ball it up. Brand Catasano coming off off the bottom of the pack. Karras, big leap, wins the tap down for the Blues. She's been impressive so far in the ruck. Eugle, span it away out of trouble. We'll try and follow it up once more. Had Williams in support who just wax boot to ball in a bit of hope. Chasing after it is McDonald. Needs it to sit kindly. It doesn't. She's tracking it towards the boundary line. She walks it over. We will throw it in between centre wing and half forward. Broadcast side for the Bombers. There are minor score. Carlton and Darcy Vessio. 4-2, 26, 2.5 in second term. RSN Carnival. As we wait for the ball to come back into play. Great Melbourne day here. It's thrown back in. I know we're saying it a lot, but uh, the weather is just about perfect. Over the head there of Hetherington to try to intercept it. Tilly Lucas wanted to get a hand pass going on. It was Malif, pardon me. Hetherington goes into lay a tackle. On hands and knees, gets it to Eugle, who had to go backwards with the hand pass to Williams. Williams off the defensive side of centre wing. Kicks it long over the head there of Moreau. Waiting out the back there and trying to spoil was Borg. Now got out to Moreau who took a bounce. Oh, lost control of the football. Her feet were moving too fast for the footy. And now trying to get in there is Hardy to lay a tackle on the Carlton player. It's received now by Pedersen. Pedersen clears out of defence for the Blues. It's long and it's high in the Walker direction. Got spoiled away from it at the last second but had support there in Karras. Karras gets across the Walker who ducked and weaved oh. the old rugby skills. How do you like that? Then kicks it towards the half forward flank. Kicks comes at the last moment with a double fisted punch. Coming in there as well for the uh, Blue Baggers. Georgia G, but she ran into heavy traffic. Harvey throws an elbow on the way through. Thanks for coming. Caitlin Cox then got it towards the half forward flank to Tilly Lucas Rod. Rod went over the top to Georgia G. And G from 50 metres out to Vessio. Takes the mark, plays on, and oh. dribbles the goal. Stop it. Just stop it already. 
<laughs> oh, my God. Her fifth goal, she gets up on purpose, dribbles the ball along the ground to an empty goal square on the angle. Just stop it already, Darcy V. It's, it's, it's just not fair that someone can have that much talent. Not only as a footballer, but if you've seen her graphic design and artwork as well, how can one woman have that much talent plus win the VFLW goal-kicking award after spending a month and a half in New York City in the middle of the season? It's ridiculous. It's just not fair. As we've got a bit of a stoppage here at the moment. A little unsure why. Carlton and uh, the Bombers in the middle were just into huddles talking tactics for a while. The umpire was forced to wait for them. He throws it in the air. Approaching five minutes in the second term here on RSN Carnival. Heil overran the footy. Lost possession of it. McDonald's now caught. Pound laying on the tackle. And she's been impressive as well around the contest today so far for the Blues. A couple of their AFLW stars shining here today at Windy Hill. Heil Court Walker trying to extract it is unable to. We'll ball it up. We've moved it to centre half forward for the Blues. So the umpire gets us back underway. Nalda won the tap down. Pound again, fighting hard for it, but we're all wrapped up. Still at centre half forward for Cult. Why Darcy Vessio's game at the moment? She could go up and play a game of lawn bowls at the bowls club next door, win that, go to the next door in the swimming pool, set a 50-metre record and come back and say, we're ready for the third quarter. <laughs> As the ball is in the middle of the ground, out comes Valley Moreau again with his burst of speed. Goes to the hand pass, too quick for her teammate, Nugal, who is running on by. Support there from Bullis. If they can get it back to her, they can't. It's trapped in there, laying the tackle as Pedersen for the Blues and will call for a ball up. On the centre wing on the bowls club side of the ground, which is the city side here at Windy Hill, Karras lost out in that contest. Now managed to get it forward for the Dons, but only as far as Dalton, who just landed on the boot, went in the Celine Moody direction, bounced straight off her chest. Eugle picks it up for the Bombers, had to shrug one tackle, did well. Hand pass over the top to Hull, lost control of it, got it back. Hull going in the Jess Trent direction, who got away from her defender. Trent takes a mark for the Bombers, looking for something to present inside 50. Goes towards the half-forward flank. Chouard is reading it best, one bounce. Ball doesn't quite get to her as it holds up. Getting in there for the Dons is quickly to try to create the pressure. Pound comes flying in from the side, gets the footy off the deck, pound, now decides to go with a switch kick, it's a bit dangerous but it works out okay, Dalton now for the Blues, goes up the wing position but only to be intercepted by Rebecca Neves. Neves, the former St Kilda Shark, puts it wide down the throat of Valerie Moreau between centre wing and half forward broadcast side for the Bombers, she'll chip it short and has Natasha Hardy about 80 metres from home for Essendon. Hardy wants to centre the footy. It's cut off through a couple of sets of hands. Moorcroft bustling her way through. Got the handball out. Pound. We'll get a free kick after a wild boot for kicking in danger. And a 50 metre penalty after Moreau tried to hold her up. Moreau said yeah. she was playing on, so I had to go. The umpire said I didn't call it. And just a quick score check again. Essendon at one behind. Carlton, or should I say Darcy Vessio, 5-2-32. She's kicked their entire score. Seven and a half minutes gone in the second term. Pound goes for the switch towards the broadcast side centre wing. Bouncing away from the several Carlton players, chasing after the football. Seen over and out. Now, this is interesting. It was seen over and out by Anwell. Now, remember we are talking about the rule for the last touch disposal. It doesn't seem to be in play. Was it wasn't last week when they questioned it 
and that should have been against the Eston player, I think, for kicking the ball over the boundary line when it bounced. But the umpire says we'll have a throw in. So that rules have been a bit... I'm not sure what they're doing with that when the trial's um, today. Anyway, the hand pass away for the Blues to try and find Bramage, who overran the football. Eugle picked up the scraps, only for it to be intercepted, taking it cleanly there was Caitlin Cox. Cox wanted to go inside 50 with a kick. It was a high ball for Malif. Came right off of her hands. Geitzman wants to kick it in the dangerous direction of Darcy Vessio in the pocket. Got away from her, chasing up the kick as Malif again comes in to offer support and tie up the Essendon footballer in that occasion being um, being Elizabeth. Elizabeth Flack, the 45, on the emergencies playing. And the umpire calls for immediate ball up. We do that quickly, right up against the boundary line. And it's going to be, I guess, another ball up with Malif laying another tackle. Being caught on that occasion is Anwal. And we're about 25 out from the from the Blues goal. Umpire gets us away. Uh, oh, he's played the free kick to Winbanks. Moody impacting the ruck contest, according to the umpire. So Bombers with the free kick, back pocket broadcast side. Goes down the line. Falcon there came out of Caitlin Cox. Hurry kick on the boot from the Bombers goes out on the full. So free kick to go the way of Carlton. And they're just working out who's going to take it. Renee Karras has the ball in her hands. Between centre wing and half forward. Pops it up. Best spot though, the skipper for the Bombers in Williams. Lisa Williams with a footy. And a 50 metre penalty as well. That's against Bailey Schultz. The umpire said to come back, and she didn't. So that means a good... And this is a decent 50 as well. The last two 50s have been a good 60, 65 metres each. There's Williams now tries to centre the ball. Gab Pound went to punch it out of the hands of Hetherington. Pound went to pick it up. It was immediately caught by Williams, who went in back for a second crack. The ball spills free. Trying to come out to it is Sarah Lars. Overrounded. Bramarginal got tripped up by her own teammate. Eugle goes in to lay the tackle. But it's the Blues that will come away with a football. Taking a bounce there is Dalton. Goes for a run on the right boot. Pulls her kick at the very last moment. It's towards the half-forward flank. Whoops. Overrunning the ball is Anwell there for the Bombers. In goes Sarah Lars again. Immediately caught by Courtney Eugle. Up against the boundary line. Vesely tries to get a hurry kick. Ball went out to Anwell of Hartback for the Bombers. Got it to Williams. Williams went in the Moorcroft direction on centre wing. Dropped out of her hands. In goes Valerie Moreau. Can't get it out. Moreau went in to lay the tackle and hold it up. And will call for a ball up on the centre wing broadcast side. The Blues at the moment leading the Bombers by 31 points. Correction, Darcy Vessio leading the Bombers by 31 <laughs> points. Back underway, Karras trying to get the hot handball away. McDonald working overtime. Her kick partially smothered. Had supporting Collier, who got it towards the centre wing. Chewett had the ball in play momentarily. Her kick, though, goes out on the full. So free kick to go the way of the Bombers. Centre wing on the broadcast side. Again, just working out who's going to take that kick. It will be McDonald. Where's Christy Williams when you need her? I want some odds on Darcy kicking 10 today at this rate. (laughs) McDonald, $1.01. The picked up there by Nichols, the 23rd player for the Bombers. Centralised the footy. The umpire said there was a hole and a free kick will go the way of Carlton defensive side of the broadcast wing. 
And Vesley elects to go for a run to get around Moorcroft. Got on the right boot, long and high towards the half-forward flank position. Trying to jump for the football early on that occasion was Nelda. Dropped what she really should have swallowed and put uh, put the player under all kinds of pressure in McDonald, who was immediately wrapped up, and the umpire will ask for a ball up. And that's what we'll do. Going up, and then there's Karras again. Wins the tap. Ball hit the ground, though. Going in there is Anwil. Can't quite get it out. Blues with a footy through Brooke Morgan. Walker kicks it towards the half-back of half-forward flank position now. Half-back is taken by Caruso for the Bombers. Got it to Williams. Williams with a long kick and hoping towards the middle of the ground. It's on the carpet. Now picked off by Gabriella Pound. Pound switches towards the forward of centre wing on the broadcast side. Almost running right into trouble and getting dumped on that occasion was Chloe Dalton. The umpire said it was fair. She got rid of it. Play on. Giuat now had the football for the Blues. Had to get rid of it. Got it towards the half-forward flank. Going after it is Brant Catasano. And she's locked into a race for the footy with Di Matteo. The umpire says, stalemate, let's call for a ball up. Half forward for the Blues. And we should get a secondary stoppage after McDonald was caught. Corner of the centre square broadcast side, favouring Carlton, who are 5-2-32. They lead the Bombers by 31 points. That entire score so far coming from Darcy Vessio. As... Only thing I could knock her for, she's being a bit Harry High Pants with the shorts, that's all. <laughs> that's the only thing I could fault her on in life. <laughs> it's McKay flicked the handball out. High ball. Oh, she's got it again. She's got it again. Darcy Vessio puts it through for goal number six here at Windy Hill. She is having a day out for the Blues. See what I mock her, that's how she replies. <laughs> yeah, that was commentator's curse working the other way for the first time. <laughs> 6-2-38, Darcy Vessio and Carlton. Essendon just the minor score as we tick over 13 and a half minutes in the second term on RSN Carnival. And she's listened as well. She's undone the jumper and, uh, you know, just loosened that up a bit. Got enough time to I, I, I call, like, in her back pocket. Yeah, I call that motivational advice. 14 <laughs> minutes gone in the second term here on RSN Carnival. Your home is Swiss Wellness, VFL Women's Football. And fashion advice. <laughs> yes, and on air tomorrow from 2 o'clock to bring you the game of Melbourne Uni and Williamstown at University Oval. Nelda wins the contest for the Bombers, trying to put it in the path of Courtney Eugle. Moreau over around the football. Gabriella Pound waited for it at centre-half back, but she was immediately caught. Eugle goes in again. She's caught over the top by Pedersen, and the umpire will call for a ball up. So we're on centre-half forward for the Dons. They're looking for their first goal of the game. Put it into the path, though, and taking a run is Abby McKay. McKay looking good. That's a lovely long kick towards centre-half four. Got out the back door. Tilly Lucas White couldn't pick it up. Guess what? The poor resident defender saw Vizio coming at her and panicked and was immediately caught by Lucas oh. Rod. Vizio spear in the pocket. Three on one. Oh, she's beaten them all. Oh, she's beaten them all. Sarsi Vizio was standing there, a sitting duck. Three bombers came at her. They all went at once. She had to have two bites of the football and still pulled it in. I have not seen someone dominate an Essendon defence like that since 1993 at the MCG Round 6 when Gary Ablett tore us to pieces and kicked, and kicked 14 in a losing side. Here comes Darcy Vesio looking for number seven. She's kicked seven. And we're only at the 15-minute mark of the second term. The score, Carlton, or that should read Darcy Vessio, she's kicked a lot. 7-2-44, Essendon one behind. I cannot believe what we are seeing. I'm gobsmacked. She's going to get 10 before half time. Just under five minutes remaining in the term. 
Thank goodness this is not old school football from the 50s and 60s because if someone was on fire that well, guess what happens next? <laughs> Call the ambulance. <laughs> Uh, We've come a long way since then. Thank goodness. certainly have pound at centre-half back. We'll take it for Carlton. High up and under kick. It's a target. Mark taken here by Harvey. Wheels around. Don't tell me. Don't tell me who's got the mark. 40 metres out directly in front. She couldn't kick eight, could she? Oh, my God. I I think the question you're asking, Pete, she couldn't kick 28 the way she's going. Yes, Louise. I mean, I saw it dominate against the Eastern Devils in patches in those seven goals, but this is a, this is a clinic. Darcy Vessio. Tell you what, if you're not excited by women's football, watch this performance. It falls a little short this time. Bounces in the pocket. Chewat keeps it in play. Lost control of the footy. Tilly Lucas Rod now comes in and applies the tackle. The umpire says, give it to me, I will ball it up. Forward pocket broadcast side for the Blues. 16 and a half minutes into the second term. Umpire throws the ball in the air. Winbanks went it, tried to get it across to Anwell, who gave off the hand pass the running Haley Bullis. Bullis now puts it down the throat of Valerie Moreau. Moreau has the ball. Defensive 50 metre arc. Looks further afield. Not really much on players calling for it, but they're all too short. Now to Courtney Eugle, who was scragged, but managed to get the hand pass away. Slap forward by Natasha Hardy, but only with the advantage of Pedersen. Pedersen gave it across to Caitlin Cox. Vessio! Again! Can I just put a name on repeat and I just don't say anything? I just hit the Vissio key button whenever she goes near the damn ball. You may as well. I've seen Daisy Pierce dominate games. I've seen Erin Phillips in the AFLW dominate games. I've seen Emma Carney rip things to pieces. I don't think I've seen a more dominant half of women's football by one player. As Darcy Vessio comes in, 40 metres out, she's got eight! She has got eight. And we're at the 17 and a half minute mark of the second quarter. And I repeat, she's kicked Carlton's entire score. 8 to 50 Carlton kicked all by Darcy Vessio. Essendon won behind. We're running out of room on the... I'm uh, running out of pieces. I'm running out of room on the paper. need that spare team sheet in a minute. My God. Maybe that's why the Essendon crowd have all left early. They must have all sensed something was coming. In that case, you've read it well. Go buy a lotto ticket. Oh, who would want to miss this performance, though, from Darcy Vessio? Essendon in the middle, trying to work it clear. Now they're under pressure. Flicks the handball out. Moreau gives it off quickly to Eugle at centre-half forward. Not sure where to go to. Puts it in towards the pocket. Trend chasing after it. And it's seen over the boundary line in the end by the, Nichols. The only question is, they're going to have a guard of honour for Darcy Vessio at half-time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... I've never seen... Daisy, you're a great footballer, but you've never put on a performance like Darcy's just put on right now. No, and she's doing everything. Yeah. Defensive pressure, kicking goals. She's a phenomenal footy player. Just Trend. Gave the handball off. Cox... Got caught. Trent tries again. Gets caught by Cox. Bullis was unable to release it. Karras gives the hot handball. Hurry kick on the boot from Pedersen. It's a thumping kick. The umpire says there's a push and a free kick will go the way of the Blues on the halfback flank broadcast side. And it's in the hands of Geitzman. And Geitzman goes short with a footy, looking for Tilly Lucas right. Went over her head under pressure from Kirby Hicks. Williams went chasing after the football. Very close towards the boundary line. Didn't take full possession of it. And that means the umpire will call for a throw-in right on centre wing broadcast side. Dying seconds of this first half. 
Wow, what a performance from... And to be fair, Carlton as well, you've got to get the ball to her first. Yeah. And it's been a great feed. It's been quick and it's long. And one of those pivotal players has been Gab Pound. As the ball is thrown back into play, we talked her up in the pre-game show. Going in there is Abby McKay, who's fighting in and under. I love that she's starting to get into the game nice and uh, nice and early on the 23rd player. As the umpire calls uh, the ball back, ball is on the bottom of the pack. Not afraid of it, which is positive. Umpire throws the ball in the air, and away we go again. One down on that occasion by Moody, who slapped it forward on the second go. Overrunning the football is Georgia G. In goes Abby McKay, wants to try and extract it. The umpire already caught out the free kick. As the siren goes... To signal half-time here at Windy Hill, Essendon one behind, Darcy Vessio 8-2-50. She's kicked Carlton's entire score in the first 40 minutes of football. Extraordinary. And that word doesn't even do it justice. I know Anthony Stank is some AFL Victoria is listening. If you'd like the commentary, I can email it to him during the week. You can add it to the video of this performance. It's just if this is not mentioned on the Carlton website by tonight or by Monday at the latest, something's wrong. Yeah. This has been an incredible performance. If there was any doubt about who's taken out the VFLW leading goal kick award, it's just been settled. Yeah, it has just been settled. She has kicked the full eight goals to 50 at halftime against Essendon's one behind. There have been pieces where Essendon have linked up. Again, they're falling down at half forward, so they haven't been terribly awful. It's just that the play from Carlton, it's been coming in quick, it's been coming in fast. They're not a plus one against Vesio, so it's just one-on-one football, bar the three-on-one, which she took a great mark. But, wow. And, wow. And in that contest, she had space. Yeah. So she yeah. was originally by herself in the pocket. She's little just, flat-footed, and she was still able to take the mark. Just an intelligent football. She's trying to hang off the side of the pack here so the crowd don't notice her. I'm waiting for her to get applauded off as she goes through because that has just been an incredible half of football from not even just a women's football, any football. If you saw yeah. this in male football, suburban, AFL, whatever level, what a performance. Essendon one behind, Carlton 8-250 at halftime. The impressive thing, and this is for any footballer tuning in or anyone that will... Uh, search for the highlights during the week her competitiveness and her defensive pressure inside attacking 50 has also been one of the highlights today, she's causing turnovers, she's causing intercepts um, as you said Pete, she's a phenomenal footy player and again I can't do the uh, goal kickers because we've already <laughs> done that 8-250 yeah. Darcy Vessio yeah that's it That is, uh, you, you cannot add a single thing more to it because of Darcy Vessio's just absolutely dominant performance and at the same time we talk about skill we talk about second efforts but for all the talk of rookies coming from other sports because you know they do a certain way of training etc we said a little bit from Chloe Dalton Brooke Morgan and they've been good we've been good but Darcy Vesio has one quality that why those that have been playing the game for a while will always beat out the new rookies coming through it's footy smarts. It's what goes on between the ears. They just know where to position, where to be at the right time, and just, yeah, what, what more can you say? And she's so cool, calm, and collected, yeah. too. No, nothing fusses it. No. She, I, I, have, I have never seen Darcy get rattled. I've seen, let, let's talk about another player that she's played with who's a great player, Katie Brennan. I've seen Katie get rattled before. I've seen people get in her face and upset her. It's been rare, but when it has it, you could see Katie go red in the face, and, and she's a little flustered and wants to yeah, go. I've seen Melissa Hickey want to shove back and get, and get on with someone if, they, if they've gotten into her face. But I have never seen Darcy ever truly get rattled. No, 
No, she, yeah. and even even the, nothing over the top in terms of celebrations. Yeah, someone who's kicked eight goals and a half of footy. You could easily be doing two fingers in the air, going pow, pow, pow. Look at me. Yep, no, but just yeah, uh, yeah. just <laughs> normal from Darcy Vessio, and that's that's the great. She's such a down to earth person. If, if they hadn't sorted it out in the Liberal Party party room yesterday, I'd have been going right now, a hashtag Darcy for PM. Oh, hey, current state of Australia. <laughs> well, Australia, yeah, yeah. It, could, it could be, you know, the next the next one comes around in about a week or so, <laughs> I guess, the next spill. <laughs> if it happens, I'm going with a Darcy for PM hashtag. Tell you what, we've, uh, the, the, before we go to the break, Pope, the other thing is we've had a little bit of negativity associated with women's football uh, in the last couple of weeks in terms of the overall tone of the conversation. Good news story right here. Absolutely, absolutely. And I do need to... Oh, I don't want to drop it back on the negative side for a moment, but I do need to point out one thing. If they look at the highest score and people go, oh, is it because of the new rules? Maybe a little bit to do with the umpire throwing the ball in, and, and that's helped, throwing it into the middle of the ground. But nothing is yet from the goal squicking out because there's only been the one behind. Yeah, uh, the only... Well, there's been three Well, well three behinds, but, but a, a scoring one, against it. Yeah, yeah I, the... Only comment I will make on that, when Kirby Hicks had a kick in, yeah. it did mean that the ball went immediately to the half-back flank, whereas mm. it, usually it would have gone two or three kicks to get it there. So Kirby Hicks is a good kick, though. Yeah. So whether it's actually that beneficial... But it's interesting that in a normal full-back situation, you wouldn't actually give it to Hicks. You'd normally give it to Hetherington, and Hetherington from a goal square could normally kick it... Yeah. Um, kick at 50 metres. But the interesting thing, again, what that does is if that you have Hicks kick it from the bigger goals where the taller player like Hetherington then moves to a true centre-half back position instead of full-back. And gives you a, a better option. And the only other thing that, that doesn't means it doesn't get stuck in the mm. forward pocket, which it has a tendency to do. We'll take a break here on RSN Carnival Digital Radio, your home of Swiss Wellness, VFL Women's Football. At half-time, Carlton, with the entire score kicked by Darcy Vessio, 8-2-50, Leading Essendon one behind. We'll be back after this. You're listening to Carnival on digital radio, live streaming around the world and on the RSN smartphone app. See the listening guide at rsn.net.au. Nadia Horn and RSN 927's winners. The winners team provides you with informative and engaging form analysis. Mondays, Matt Welsh reviews Saturday's racing. Tuesdays, Warren Huntley and Rob Nicholson with Flemington and Caulfield Trackwork reports. Wednesdays, Dean Lester and Warren Huntley with a midweek preview. And every day, the table take us through the big market changes. Winners. Weekday mornings from 10.30. On RSN 927. Thanks to Tab. We love a bit. Talking Horses with Joe McKinnon. We're working our way towards the breeding season, talking about new sires and the old favourites as breeders look for the edge. Plus, our watch on the big results from the northern summer. And we'll keep an eye on the equestrian world. Talking Horses, Sunday from 7am on RSN 927. Presented by Darley's 2018 Stallion Roster. Now including four-time Group 1 winner Ribchester. Bring your dream to life at darley.com.au. It's the heart of Craigieburn, where you can play golf all day and dine seven days and nights. Where you can catch live music, have a punt at the tab, earn Sporties reward points and watch every game of footy. Craigieburn Sporting Club, where it's always by the people, for the people. 
RSN927 rolls out more Victorian trucks news and more Victorian Greyhound news in our new 10am reports. 10am Tuesday, the week's Victorian Greyhound news in Off the Leash. Wednesday, the statewide trucks update, one out, one back. And Thursday, the ID18 update as Victoria welcomes back the Inter-Dominion. More trucks, more doggies, part of RSN927's new 10am reports. Catch them live or later on podcast. Come and see the bigger, better Bayswater Jayco. Check the brilliant range of caravans and campers. New and pre-loved. There's finance to get you on the road. Repairs and service from the experts, including insurance work and an accessory shop with all the essentials, gadgets and extras. Bayswater Jayco really has got it all. All you have to think of is where to go. Bigger, better Bayswater Jayco. Canterbury Road, Bayswater. You're okay. Just did it because it likes you. Don't try like a girl, mate. Violence against women starts with disrespect. The excuses we make allow it to grow. Violence against women. Let's stop it at the start. Hi, I'm Lane Beachley. Cartridges for Planet Art just had its biggest year ever. On average, 13,500 printer cartridges were collected every working day. And they were all turned into useful things like pens, garden beds, even road surfaces. So thanks to everyone who recycled from home, work or school. To make the coming year even bigger, check out cartridges.planetart.org. Every day, in many ways, the Royal Flying Doctor Service takes the finest care to Australia's furthest corners so that all Australians can enjoy the best of health. The Royal Flying Doctor Service has been taking care of Australians for over 80 years. But we still need your help to continue providing emergency rescue and essential health care to remote and rural communities. Make a donation or become a supporter and help keep the Flying Doctor flying. The Country Footy Show. Hi, it's Adam White joining Paul Daffy every week with all the scores, all the news and most importantly all the great stories around country Victoria when it comes to bush footy. Port Arlington have struggled in the Ballaroon for a long time but they defeated Geelong Amateurs for the first time ever. Trainer Rod Smith. Is it true that you were really emotional after the game? Yes, and others were crying. So when that siren went, you think, yep, they've finally done it. The Country Footy Show goes up as a podcast every Thursday afternoon at rsn.com net.au. It's on your radio at 5am every Friday morning on RSN 927 and replayed at 5pm Fridays on RSN's digital radio channel Carnival in the Melbourne area. This is Jason Bonington. A good horse sets you up for a Saturday at the race. The team rides in every Saturday morning from 10.30. We have got a very, very special guest this morning. We argue over form, talk with a few of the day's stars and uncover the nuggets that could turn a profit on the punt. Lindsay Park runners over the line. They're probably their stable. I'm keenest on. Jason Bonington, Matt Welsh and the Tabs Nick Quinn rolling right up to the racing on a good horse. 10.30 Saturday mornings on RSN 927. You can talk with Father Gerard Dowling. Welcome to the Family Counselor Program. It's great to be with you wherever you are. We all need a helping hand. It's always great to come in here, spend these two hours with you as you listen. And a friendly voice is just a phone call away. Ian's on the line. Hi, Gerard. The Family Counselor Program. We all need someone to talk to. Sunday nights from 10. On RSN 927. Presented by Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Even I could have.
Roots. Hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Lisa from the Veronica is for Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. What does it mean to be a designated driver? It means you're the friend who's agreed not to drink, not the person who's had the least to drink. It's cool to do and it shows you care about your friends. If you screw up just once, then your life changes forever. Face it, their lives are in your hands. So why don't you and your friends take it in turns to be the designated driver when you go out? You'll make the road safer for all of us. This is the BFL Women's Match of the Day. Live from Windy Hill in Essendon, this is the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Match of the Day on RSN Carnival Digital Radio, the RSN Racing and Sport app at rsn.net.au. Peter Holton and Matthew Cox with you. With the score at halftime, Essendon won behind Carlton, or should we say Darcy Vessio, 8-2-50. Matthew Cox, the Blues are coming back out on the ground and the Bombers as well to get ready to start this second half. An extraordinary performance in that first half by one Darcy Vessio. The only thing that's gone wrong is she didn't lead them back out onto the ground as they came <laughs> She's back humble. Out. She's humble. No, she's... Uh, we've, we've said it before and we'll say it again. She's a phenomenal footballer. Um, it's just incredible to watch and an enjoy to watch. Um, and even if you're an Essendon fan here today at Windy Hill, yes, you, your side's only scored the minor score for the half, but you're witnessing something special. And this is one of the... One of the this is one of the great talents of not, not just women's footy but football in general to see Darcy Vessio at her best and I think it'd be fair it's been a little while since we've seen her yes she's had good yeah. performances throughout the VFLW season had a, a, a good AFLW2 season but hasn't been as good as what she was in AFLW1 and I think today she's just getting a whiff of that, that form in this performance, I think at the moment she's leading by about five or six goals in the VFLW goal kicking. Has jumped Hannah Mounty and just streaked ahead. Hannah can't catch it because she played early on and kicked the one goal. We have to remember, for those that have just joined us, Darcy missed something like five, six, maybe seven games in the middle of the year. I think maybe it was six. There was probably a buy-in there. Because she actually took time off after playing the first couple of games, went to New York City, Enjoyed some holidays over there. I think she actually even trained with the New York Magpies for one, so good on her for doing that. Spent some time in New York, much-needed vacation. Has come back for the the last handful of games, and bang! (laughs) And she was part, of course, the side who last week, against her old team, Darabin, kicked a goal to help knock Darabin out of the finals race. Yeah, maybe she's sensing that... uh... (laughs) <laughs> September's on the verge, and she's a good performer when it came to finals too for Darabin. Yeah, she won yeah. the uh, best on field, the grand final two years in a row, 2015 and 2016. 2016. Yeah, Both of those at Coburg City Oval. I think the 16 one, I think uh, Cecilia McIntosh is still a bit filthy on that one. <laughs> she was a surprise winner in that one because everyone went, oh, geez, you know, I thought she had a good patch, but, you know, didn't dominate. But the 2015 one, absolutely, against Diamond Creek, when they moved her up towards the middle of the ground on that windy day and just ripped it to pieces. Yeah, but today that was the coming of age, that game, for Darcy yeah. And, and it, being honest again, that her form today is probably similar to that effort. Yeah. That's, that's how good that she is playing today, and... I know many will talk up, obviously, her first AFLW game, but that real game, that real pressure on the big stage was that one against Diamond Creek at Coburg in 2015. Yep, yep. Well, as we see the players get into position, we're just about ready to start the third term here on RSN Carnival Diesel Radio. We're now on Darcy Watch. Can she score more goals? Can she push into double figures? Can 
she get uh, double it and get past 16? And uh, I'm ho- hoping he's still tuning in, uh, Anthony Stangitz. I'm just wondering, what's the uh, record goals kicked in a game in the VFLW? I know in the v- old VWFL would have been 17 or something like that. I know by uh, some weaker sides, by Mo Hope. But yes, we need to draw that one out. So... We're back underway. Third term action here at Windy Hill on RSN Carnival Digital Radio, the RSN Racing and Sport app and rsn.net.au. Good news is they haven't benched Darcy, so she's still on the ground at full uh, full forward. As Pound. Her performance today, I think, is being overshadowed by Darcy Vessio. She has been brilliant in the middle for the Blues. Gabriella Pound as Karras won the tap down. Hull chasing after it. Unable to get there as working her way through was Walker. Got the handball across to Bromwich in the middle of Windy Hill. Flicks the ball out wide. Mark taken on the outer side by Harvey for the Blues. Centre wing. Goes towards Moody at the top of the 50 metre arc. Came off hands. Pound at the fall of the ball. Got shoved off it by DiMatteo. And it's all wrapped up. Corner of the centre square outer side. Favouring the Blues. They're 8 2 Scratch that. Darcy Vessier, 8-2-50. Essendon, one behind. Karras wins the ruck on that occasion. Going in there as Bullis holds up the footy. It did pop out. Pounce spun out of trouble. Put on her left boot. High kick inside 50. Awkward bounce. Moody came out to try and meet the football. Overran it. In goes Kirby Hicks. Umpire pulls out a free kick and says holding without it. And Caitlin Cox will take it. This will probably be beyond her range. She'll be about 45 metres out. Darcy Vessio right deep in the goal square. Sweet. Watch Cox line up for a crack at goal. Had a player running on by who cheekily wanted it, and Pedersen didn't go in that direction. A couple of fake leads onto the pocket, ignored. Cox comes in now from about 42 metres. Let's rip. It's going to fall short. That's it! You have got to be kidding me. Flying through the air. Last in the pack of five. Pulls in a great grab. And she'll be having a shot five metres out, 45-degree angle. Shouldn't have a problem. Going in for goal number nine, Darcy Vessio. You fair dinkum superstar. She's got nine. 9-2-56, Carlton. Scratch that. 9-2-56, Darcy Vessio. Essendon one behind at the second-minute mark of the third quarter. Put this into perspective, Darcy Vessio, 11 scoring shots, Essendon 1. Ouch. Ouch. Hello to Lauren Wood, by the way, from the Herald Sun, (laughs) listening to VFLW for the first time. Nice to have your company. Yes. The ball up in the middle as it's tapped down by Karras, roving the contest. The Bombers trying to work it clear. They're unable to. Now into the hands of Vesely, who flicks it towards the outer side for the Blues. They're wrapped up by Hetherington. As much that as we, was Harvey. As much as we talk about Vesio, one thing I'm liking, and maybe it's a signal to what they might do with Taylor Harris and AFLW, is having a tall like Moody at centre-half forward. So to get it to Vesio, it's mainly going through Moody first. Pedersen takes the mark. Defensive side of the outer wing for the Blues. Flicks it wide to pound. Moody helps straighten them up before they get eventually to Vesio out the back. Working it incredibly well at the moment. Pound has a free player on. Mark is taken here, and they'll kick it inside, attacking 50. Vesely looking for Vessio. Top of the 18-metre goal square for the Blues. She takes it. She's caught. 
was able to get the handball away. Abby McKay, the 23rd player for the Blues, gets her first. Goal assist coming from Darcy Vessio, I'd like to point out. But uh, good goal there. A famous Carlton name kicking a goal here at Windy Hill. What a story for the Blues. Not only Darcy Vessio kicking nine goals too, but the first goal to break that run comes from the daughter of Andrew McKay, a club legend. What a day for the Blues. Uh, Dare I say it, considering the team that we support, against their probably one of their most hated rivals in Essendon. Yeah. (laughs) They're going to be holding a parade down Ligon Street if they keep going like this. Ball in the middle of the ground. One out on that occasion by Nelda. Tried to get it to a teammate who was immediately caught. And the umpire said free kick going the way of Gabriella Pound. Pound looking further afield. Started off at centre-half back now. Moving towards the centre of the ground. Looking in the moody direction. It was cut off. Looks like I think it was Beck Knees that got to it first. Pardon me, it was Nelda who plays on. Now goes out towards the wing on the Bowls Club side of the ground. Goes into open space. Trent gets to it first. Slaps the ball in front of herself. Walker chasing after her and pushed her off the ball. Umpire says that's in the back. And a free kick for the Dons. Four and a half minutes gone in the third quarter. Carlton 10 to 50, probably 10 to 62. Essendon one behind. 9-2 out of that 10-2 was kicked by Darcy Vessio. McKay kicking the other goal just a few moments ago. Trent looking further afield. She's at half forward flank. Decides to go inside 50 with a kick. Over the head there of quickly. Bromage went through her legs. Had support though. Quick hand pass out. Nelly running into trouble. There was Karras. Went with a hand pass over the top. The pound. Pound went through the hands there of Moody at centre half forward, had to go after the footy again under pressure from Hicks, now she receives, Hicks goes to the hand pass over the top, looking for Weems to try and help her out coming in to try and lay a tackle as Madden for Essendon, Celine Moody takes it away for Carbon, but it was smothered straight off her boot in goes Tilly Lucas while trying to keep the ball in front of herself, pardon me, it's Cox, Cox now to go back, kick it around the corner, looking for Darcy Vessio at the top of the goal square came out of her hands, had support on in the pocket Stafford off for Marvy and it's another for the Blues Harvey with her first, and the Blues go to 11-268. Essendon one behind, five and a half minutes gone, third term. Darcy Vesio again applying the shepherd that time. Two goal assists. Yeah, so she's had a piece of the pie in every scoring opportunity so far for the Blues. And Harvey able to get that one on a 45-degree angle about... 15 metres out from goal. I need to ask Darcy post-game, is there any correlation between what you ate for breakfast that time we saw you at the Eastern Devils when you kicked (laughs) seven goals in today? (laughs) Because we want some of it. I'll buy a bucket worth of it, please. (laughs) Yugal tried to get the handball away, was intercepted by Pound, got it to Karras in the middle of Windy Hill, got it further afield to Vesely, who gave the handball to Schultz, her kick inside, attacking 50, was unable to hit a target. Tilly Lucas Rod shuffles the ball forward. Opportunity for Cox. Just missed out on it. A toe poke kick from Vesio. Picked up by Hicks in the back pocket on the outer side. The umpire says we're going nowhere and I'll ball it up. Next to the right hand behind post. Deep inside attacking 50 for the Blues. They're 11 to 68. The Bombers just the minor score. Yugel trying to work her way clear of the contest. Gave the handball off to Flack who was in all sorts of trouble she went back in after it, Flack then it's caught, the umpire says give it to me, I'll ball it up, still forward pocket, out of side for the Blues. Here on RSN Carnival, your home of Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Football on air tomorrow from 2 from Melbourne University in Weavestown from University Oval a little hand pass out Vessio watches on as Caitlin Cox goes in to lay the tackle we'll call for a ball up We'll reset ourselves. We're at the primary school end of the ground. 
Seven minutes gone in this third term. Nelda, one, uh, pardon me, it was Windbanks who won it out. Then Bullis took the ball over the boundary line and will have another throw in. Deep in the forward pocket. Umpire will run 10 metres back in to throw the ball back into play. So I think it's the first time we've seen it this deep that the boundary umpire's done that. So we'll see how that sets plays up at the top of the 18-metre uh, goal square, which they're trialling today. Ball back in. Moody from behind. Windbanks won it down. Quickly got it to Williams, who put it on the right boot. Uh, need to be intercepted. Dalton at her feet. Didn't really go for the mark. Picks it up. Mulrow coming at her at a million miles an hour. Had to step around her. Gave the hand pass off to Lucas Rod. Lucas Rod got it on the right boot. Went towards the top of the goal square. Fessio went flying. Got one hand in there at a 2 one one Lost oh, it. Got no. it back. Turned her opponent inside out. Gave the hand pass off for an easy goal to Jessica Malif. That is three goal assists this quarter from Darcy Vessio on top of her goal, which makes her on nine goals. Carlton score 12-2-74. Essendon one behind. Eight and a half minutes gone third term. This is a massacre. I'm speechless. Again, the second effort there from Darcy Vessio impacting the contest, brought the ball to ground, kept it in play and dishes off the handball. She could have blazed away and had a shot herself. All right up against the goal line. Yep, could have blazed away, had a shot herself. two on one as well in the contest. Had Maloff in a much better possession. Great footy from Darcy Vessio. But her uh, nine-goal performance, I don't really need to say it, as Cox taken into the turf, may have been in the back and the umpire said it was. Tackle applied by Madden for the Bombers. They take the advantage. Stewart has kicked it offline and a minor score for the Blues. Here we are from uh, Anthony Stangert says that uh, Moho kicked 16 against Knox. That might have been on the very small Knox ground which is the size of a poster stand back in 2016. Moe's kicked five bags of 10 that year. Brennan kicked eight last year which was against Seaford. There you go. So... Mark taken here by Hetherington. Kicks it out wide and a great kick. Hits up Maddie Collier. A couple of the GWS teammates linking up for the Bombers here today at Windy Hill. They get it to Quigley attacking side of the broadcast wing. And wanted to come in, board worked out okay for Yugel. Yugel went left, went right, took on the player on the mark, kicked it straight up the guts tomorrow. The Canadian recruited out the Montreal Angels be lining up for a shot on goal. This will test her, though, from 45 metres out. A lot of space between her and the top of the 18-metre goal square as the leads now come. Having to be recruited in the AFLW draft this year to be held in October on the 23rd. In comes Valerie Moreau with a skip. Unloads on the right. Gives it everything. It will fall short. Deep in the goal square. Is that a mark? It is. It's pulled in. Is that quickly? Yep. Eight metres out directly in front. She was falling to ground and had to take that in the old breadbasket. And a pack of about half a dozen, including Kethington, her teammate who was coming late. And she goes back, no fuss, one step, kicks it. And that's the Bombers' first goal for today. Ten and a half minutes into the third term. They're one one seven. Carlton 12-3-75 with Vessio having nine goals and three goal assists. Good reward there for the Bombers. Built that up nicely down the broadcast side and... Moreau, even though she was having the shot and it fell short, quickly did well in a congested area to take that mark at what would be the top of the normal goal, goal square. square. Yep. And uh, slotting that through for her first and the Bombers first. So back in the middle. As we tick over 11 minutes 
in the third term. Nelda's kick smothered by Pound in the middle again for the Blues. Taken into the turf is Dalton. The umpire says, give it to me, I will ball it up. Attacking side of the centre for the Bombers. Nelda over Chuot. Pound, though, releases the kick. Hetherington bounced awkwardly for her. Williams chasing after it. Blues have numbers, though. Inside 50, Walker. Is able to get around traffic, release the handball into a congested space for the Blues. Trend went in after it. It's extracted for Carlton, though. Essendon able to intercept, mop up off halfback. Eugle centering footy inboard, no good. Mark taken here by Brooke Morgan Walker, who has also been impressive for the Blues today and is one of their new AFLW rookies. Walker unloads, heading in the Salim Moody direction, went over her head, waiting at the back as Williams knocked it to the ground and got it back again. Lisa Williams kicks it in towards the middle of the ground, was trying to find Hardy, taken out of her hands. Cox now sends it back for the Blue Baggers towards the uh, centre-half forward position, was looking for Moody, went through her legs, hit the deck. Half a dozen players jump on the footy and the umpire has no choice but to call for a ball-up Malif right on the bottom of that for the Blues. Centre-half forward, 12 and a half minutes gone in the third term. 75 play, 7. A dominant performance by Carlton as the ball goes up. One out by Winbanks. Got it to the advantage of Eugle who ran onto it. Eugle kicked it long into space. Wants quickly to see if she can get there, but she won't. There's too much juice on the kick. And waiting back there and trying to get around. It's Vassily is caught by Quigley, who came from out of nowhere. Vesely takes it for the Bombers. She has it 52 metres out from goal. Trent probably too short for her. Moreau offering a lead. She heads in that direction. It was a bit half-hearted because she had a teammate flying through the air for that one. And DiMatteo who dropped it. In goes Trent. Trent's got the football. Had to take on a couple. Tried to get it out there to Nichols. Nicholas had the football, then lost it, then got sat upon. In comes Gab Pound, fighting in his dress trend, and the umpire will call for the football back. We're 40 metres out for the Bombers' goal. They're 117. Carlton, 12-3-75. Vessio with nine goals. 13 and a half minutes into the third term on RSN Carnival. Pound at the back of the contest. Pops it on the boot. Was searching on the broadcast side for Walker. Came off hands. Trend. Picks it up for the Bombers. The handball's intercepted. Here's Abby McKay, the 23rd player. Oh, Eugle brought her down and will get a free kick attacking side of the broadcast wing. It's the delight of the Essendon fans here at Windy Hill. She toe-pokes the kick short as Eugle to Trend. Takes it between centre wing, half forward, broadcast side. Trend's kick is good. Good possession here from the Bombers. Maddie Collier takes the mark just outside attacking 50. Collier looking further afield. Who's on for her? Nicholas is offering the lead. Ignored. Went for Moreau, but it was too far for her. Pound waiting out oh. the back. Fighting it hard with Quigley. Which way will he pay it? He'll pay it to Quigley. Because it was interesting. Quigley technically wasn't in front because she came from the side. But she had her hands on it the longest. So Alexandra quickly looking for her second and the Bombers second. She's on a 45-degree angle, kicking from 35 metres out, heading to the railway end of the ground. In comes Alex Quigley, but she's away to the right and will register as a minor score. Essendon 1-2-8, Carlton 12-3-75. We've got 14 and a half minutes in the third term on RSN Carnival, your home of Swiss Wilders VFL women's football. Morgan to bring the ball back in play, uses... The full 18-metre goal square, but the kick's going to be taken here by Eugle. Just outside attacking 50, piercing kick short. Hits up Natasha Hardy from the Sunbury Footy Club. She's going to go short because in space was Tanya Hetherington. 45 metres out, directly in front. Now, she's a booming kick, but she's also a defender. (laughs) (laughs) Make of that what you will. Hello, Tanya. (laughs) 
So Hetherington coming off her first season in the AFLW with the GWS Giants. And one of the veterans in this Bombers side puts it on its way. It's a nice-looking drop punt that's fading to the right. And it's just a minor score. 1-3-9, the Bombers move to 12-3-75, the Blues, as we tick over 15 and a half minutes in the third term on RSN Carnival Digital Radio. Defenders should be charged with loitering when they go near the 50-metre mark and the forward line is taken away by Gab Bounty. <laughs> Kicked it to herself. Then wanted to go towards the halfback flank. Had to be good with the kick, and she was. Managing to find Walker, who now kicked it up the line. Had the stick, and it was. And I think it's has been out there in the distance. He's got it. Malith, pardon me. Gave it the hand pass to Harvey. Harvey then went further up the line. Awkward bouncy kick. Got away from Hetherington on that occasion. Vessio's pushing further up the ground. She's off the side of the pack as Bramage goes in there. Possibly got tripped. Umpire didn't see it. And goes Rebecca Knees for the Bombers, and the umpire blows the whistle and calls for a ball up. I'll make comment because we've seen a few more behinds in this term. I don't mind the larger goal square at the moment. I'm liking how it's getting play to the flanks rather than in the pocket. As we go in one more time, Hicks, Walker caught by Knees on that occasion. The ball spilt out. Still in for a scrap as Bullis jumps in there, and again we'll call... A stoppage and a ball up, 60 metres out from Carlton's goal. So the two effects that we've seen today, a little more free-flowing and a little more central use of the corridor from both sides as a result of the trial of the AFLW rules. In goes Pound, immediately ripped off the football. And going in again is the player McDonald wrapped up. The question is, though, I guess we probably have to see it against two sides that are a bit better standard and closer against each other because the one fear about is it opens up goals. We'll get back to that in a moment as Pound goes long towards the goal square. Ball sits up awkwardly. There's McKay who holds it up lovely. Gives off the hand pass. Here's a shot on goal from the Blues and it's another. And on that occasion, it looks like it's Karras. Renee Karras has her first and I think that's the first goal with no real involvement from Darcy Vessio either. Nope. No, the, no. 13-3. That moves the score to 81. Essendon, 139. Seven and a half minutes gone in the third term. Time to drag her. Having no <laughs> impact on the contest, Darcy Vessio. Yeah, just hang it off the side of the pack. <laughs> yeah, so I was just saying earlier, um, we need to see two better standard sides because against the two weaker standard sides, maybe the rules also enhance the potential for a blowout. Correct, yep. Yeah. As Bullis flicks the handball to Williams at centre half back, dishes the handball into vacant space, Pound was first there put the handball over the top to Schultz a kick that went higher than it did go further and the umpire says there was a push out in the contest a free kick will go the way of Matty Collier, half back flank out of side for the Bombers, pops it short to Hetherington who takes it on the half volley, sold a bit of candy beautifully there, did Tanya Hetherington the kick inboard was a little overcooked Opportunity opened up for Walker coming through. Lost control of the footy. The umpire says there's a trip. And it's going the way of the Blues. And it will be Burns to take it in the middle of Windy Hill. Nicola Burns with a footy. Decides to work it towards the half-forward flank. The ball sits up rather awkwardly. Waiting for it and getting flattened was Brant Catasano. And I reckon she didn't have the football. And the umpire agrees and said, in fact, it was the other way. Because she lost control of it. Went back to tackle the player in McDonald. And it's McDonald that ends up with a free kick for the Dons. Natalie McDonald on the half-back flank. Going short to Kirby Hicks. Close to the boundary line. Takes the mark on that occasion in front of Geitzman. Hicks looks for some options. Hardy was calling for it short. Alex to try and go in board. Not a great option on the two-on-one. Push out in the contest. Free kick. Brancatasano takes it. Wanted to give off the hand pass to Vasily running on by. Thought better of it. 
Grant Catasano, center wing. Umpire says, hurry up, play on. 40 seconds remaining in the quarter. Kicks it long and high. Trend flying through the air. Couldn't hang on to it. Waiting out the back door and getting a hand pass there as Schultz. Only to be intercepted and taken away by the Dons on that occasion. And Heil, who moved it towards the halfback flank, only to be taken by Gabriella Pound, who had to weave through traffic. Pound then set it up. Moody. Oh, this oh, popped out. She had it, and it just popped out of her hands at the top of the larger goal square. Blues have numbers, including uh, Lucas Rod. Went with a hand pass backwards. Snap on goal by Geitzman. It's just away to the left. And will register as a minor score. 13-4, 82 Carlton, Essendon, one three nine. We tick towards three-quarter time. Siren sounds here at Windy Hill and a dominant display from the Blues, particularly up forward from Darcy Vessio, who has so far kicked nine goals this afternoon at Windy Hill. The other goal kickers, because I can tell you them now, uh, Abby McKay, the 23rd player, uh, has kicked one goal. Jessica Malif has kicked one. Renee Karras and Christy Harvey, the other goal kickers, for the Blues, whilst the Bombers' only goal kicker came in that term, and that was Alex Quigley. Sees the score at three-quarter time. 13-4-82, Carlton leading Essendon, 1-3-9. And we should just point out uh, at that stage as well, that quarter, as much as Darcy only kicked one, she had three goal assists. Yep, her second efforts, shepherding work. Spoiling contests, handballs. Uh, yeah, she she's got the she's got the lot. She's got the lot. She has ticked every single box today, bar doing some ruck work and, <laughs> and well and some kickouts. Not beyond her in this final term. <laughs> I have seen her do ruck work in the past, <laughs> and they've thrown her as a pinch hit at the last moment. But uh, who knows what the display she'll put on for the final quarter? Everyone is hoping that she'll break the ten goal barrier that was done last by Mo Hope when she got five of them in uh, twenty sixteen. Um, and as we said, it'll be a stretch now for her to reach that record of 16. Um, who knows? She could kick eight and a quarter. Who knows? <laughs> we'll, we'll just wait in anticipation. But we know that she's kicked the, the, the most goals um, in the last two years, with Brennan having that record against Seaford last year, kicking eight. So, well, just take your hat off to what is Darcy Vessia. Yeah, she's a, uh, she's a standout. She's a st- I'm speechless. Uh, I got, yeah, I've got yeah. nothing left in the uh, toolkit here today. And, and we'll be keeping an eye on a few other players like Harvey. We said we were impressed with Celine Moody, what she's doing at centre-half forward. And I'll tell you one thing with Abby McKay, though. Oh, Caitlin Cox as well, as we said, very Tilly Lucas-like in her performance, very, and looks similar as well, which almost throws yep. us at times. But Abby McKay, what I'm looking at at the moment, okay, it's not a standout blow-your-mind performance as much as she's already got you know one goal, but she's zipping about, she's getting involved, and if I'm Carlton, if I'm looking at her, I'm going, and I'm not sure how the father-daughter rule works. I know it's, you only need one game. If they can sign beforehand or she has to be taken in the draft, but you claim her, even if, you were, if she was in the draft, you take her at the back of the draft and you go, yep, here's a player that's having a go. Might get a run for a game or two in AFLW, but for the, for the longer term, you go, yep, definitely worth I'd, the gamble. I'd, I'd sign her up. I'd- yeah. She might play one or two next year, but I reckon another year in the VFLW system to develop her up because, as yeah. you said, she's got good instinct, good read of the footy, and is busy constantly on the move, constantly creating something. So that's positive from a, a young player. The promise is standing out there. You can see it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here at three-quarter time on RSN Carnival Digital Radio, the RSN Racing and Sport app at rsn.net.au. Carlton 13-4-82, Essendon one three nine. Back in a moment. 
You're listening to Carnival on digital radio, live streaming around the world and on the RSN smartphone app. See the listening guide at rsn.net.au. The Country Footy Show. Hi, it's Adam White joining Paul Daffy every week with all the scores, all the news and most importantly, all the great stories around Country Victoria when it comes to bush footy. Port Alexon have struggled in the Ballerine for a long time, but they defeated Geelong Amateurs for the first time ever. Trainer Rod Smith. Is it true that you were really emotional after the game? Yes, and others were crying. When that story went, you think, yep, they've finally done it. The Country Footy Show goes up as a podcast every Thursday afternoon at rsn.net.au. It's on your radio at 5am every Friday morning on RSN 927 and replayed at 5pm Fridays on RSN's digital radio channel Carnival in the Melbourne area. This is Jason Bonington. A good horse sets you up for a Saturday at the race. The team rides in every Saturday morning from 10.30. We have got a very, very special guest this morning. We argue over form, talk with a few of the day stars and uncover the nuggets that could turn a profit on the punt. Lindsay Park runners over the line. They're probably the stable I'm keenest on. Jason Bonington, Matt Welsh and the Tabs Nick Quinn rolling right up to the racing on a good horse. 10.30 Saturday mornings on RSN 927. This is the BFL Women's Match of the Day. Live from Windy Hill in Essendon, the BFL Women's Match of the Day. We're not too far away from beginning the final term. Carlton, 13-4-82, leading Essendon, 1-3-9. Darcy Vessio with nine goals and three goal assists. And as we watch, yep, she's staying on the ground and she's still going to full forward, which is, a, uh, at least from our point of view, a great thing to see. We know in some cases, because obviously they're developing players, you don't need to develop Darcy Vessio, but you'd, all, you'd almost be wondering, oh, if that either move it to the bench or move her around and give someone else a go and, and try the no. same game plan. But no, they're saying, you're on fire, we're just going to keep you there. Final quarter of the season. Let it go. Yep, have a bit of fun, walk out on a high note and... Yep. Um, and particularly for Carlton, particularly for everything that happened for them at the end of the AFLW season, the coach gone, it was a whole heap of players, are the players going to leave and all of that. They need something feel good. And if they can end on this note with a big feel good win and a big bag of goals, that just gives them something to come into the preseason of AFLW on a high note. Never mind the women's side. Carlton is an entire man, man. football club. Well, you saw the Mark Knight poster of the two wooden spoons, <laughs> yes. AFLW and AFL men. So, uh, <laughs> but, but, but a good news story is needed. And as I said, Carlton Football Club website, if this is by Monday, it's not on your front page. There's something wrong. <laughs> Matthew Cox to get us underway for the final term. Thank you very much, Peter Holden, as Nelda. Followed up her own ruck work. Baller spinning her way through traffic. Pound wraps up. The uh, Maddie Collier there who was trying to break free of the contest will get another stoppage. Still inside the centre circle. Nelda won the tap down. Carlton though roving. They were looking for Brand Catasano. And the umpires picked out a free kick for a throw. And it will go the way of the Blues. And it will go the way of Georgia G. Who gets the one-two, works her way beautifully through traffic. The kick inside 50, a little poor. Bounced awkwardly for Tilly Lucas. Rod Vessio just out of her grasp. Neve, her handball smothered by Vessio and now follows it up. They're under pressure. Caruso goes to the deck. Tilly Lucas, Rod trying to extract it. The umpire says we're going nowhere. 49 metres out from goal on the half-forward flank broadcast side for the Blues. They're 13-4, 82, leading the Bombers 1-3-9.
Umpire gets play underway again. Karras wins the tap down. Bullis tries to pick up the footy. Does so. Fresh air kick while under pressure from Pound. Pound almost caught high. Then the umpire said, no, it wasn't against Nelda. So we'll ask the football back for another ball up. And that's what we'll have 45 metres out from the Blues goal. They're double-teaming Visio now, which I mentioned earlier about Hetherington going back there. As the Dons try to get a kick away through Anwell, only to be intercepted by Walker. Goes the two-on-one. Vessio out the back door. Hetherington, the ball bounces awkwardly. Leo Cox is there. Vessio gave up the hand pass. Oh, and Dilly Lucas Rod just shanked it off the side of the boot. And will register as a minor score. That is... F- Four, four score assists. Score assists because that missed. You can't call it a it's goal. Still a score assist. Thirteen five eighty three. Carlton Essendon one three nine. Taking stats here for everything today. How many pies you eaten? <laughs> uh, none, coincidentally. Had three coffees though. As the ball goes towards centre half, back for the Bombers. Bounces awkwardly. Pound takes it. Puts it into a bit of space. Hicks, though, for Essendon will run on to it. Her handball, not effective. Caruso, tackled. Taken by Tilly Lucas-Rod. Puts it towards the 45-metre uh, mark for the Blues. Bombers with numbers. Collier gets it over the top. Mark taken here just in front of our broadcast position. That was by Madden, whose kick wasn't fantastic and Brooke Morgan Walker who's been impressive today also for Carlton takes the mark centre wing broadcast side. Trying to look for Gab Pound who uh, if it wasn't for Vessio's performance you almost might be saying a BOG. She's been everywhere today throwing her body at everything whether on be on the half back line or on the ball. Typical Gab Pound performance. As the umpire throws the ball high in the air Karras quickly taken there by Georgia G trying to put to the advantage of Pound who had to scrap hard for it on the ground on that occasion with the player in Matty Collier and the umpire will call for the ball back. 52 metres out from the Carlton goal. Three minutes gone in this final term. Tilly Lucas Rod kicks it around the corner. One, two bounces over the boundary line and out of bounds. About 25 metres around from the right-hand point post going to the railway. Yet. Looking forward to tomorrow's game. Uh, yourself, I'll come alongside Katie Lembeski and also Neve Felton for that game between Melbourne Uni and Williamstown. We're on air at 2 o'clock for a 2.30pm bounce down. The final game with the home and away season. As the ball is back into play, over the head there of Moody. Lucas Rod, now to Moody, slapping it around volleyball style. Bullers ran it to her own player in Eugle. Bullers managed to get it back. The kick, though, wasn't to any of great advantage. Opportunity now. I think it's Guidesman for the Blues, who unloads, but it's away to the left-hand side. Registers the minor score, 13-684 Carlton, Essendon 139, four minutes oh, gone in the final term. McKay's got the turnover from the kick in, just pushes it to the left hand side and another minor score for the Blues. This has not been a great season for the Bombers. What is the highest score they've kicked in a game? Four goals something? Uh, win against Richmond? Might have been five. That ain't going to win you many games of football. The ball goes towards halfback for the Bombers. It's intercepted by Harvey. Half forward flank on the outer side for the Blues. Looking into the sun. Waits for something to create inside 50. Front spot, Tilly Lucas Rod. Kick partially smothered. Neves mopping up for Essendon. Flicks the ball back towards the outer side where Bullis takes the mark for the Bombers. The tackling machine in the Swiss Wellness VFL women's competition. Bullis... Kicks it wide in the direction of Quigley. Has two to beat. Did well in the contest. Kept the ball in front of herself. Di Matteo now 
Defensive side of the outer wing. Puts it into a bit of space for the Bombers. The race is on. Getting back first is Morgan for the Blues. She's caught by three Bombers. Moorcroft kept going. Puts the handball into a bit of space. Carlton have numbers to repel. Just overcooking the kick. Open an opportunity for Kendra Heil. Heil sneaks it through. Kendra, Kendra Heil gets the Bombers second. They move to 2 3 15. They still trail the Blues, though, by, well, a very healthy margin. 70 points. 13-7-85 as we tick towards six minutes final term here on RSN Carnival Digital Radio. And the RSN Racing and Sport app and rsn.net.au. Umpire racing the ball back to the middle of the ground. Crowd has stuck around a bit. I'd say about 400-odd people here at Windy Hill. Recently was about 3,000 earlier to see the men's. As it's taken out by Bullers out of the middle of the ground, but she kicked it in the wrong direction because she was being slung as she tried to uh, get rid of the football. Heatherington nearly picked it up. Then Tilly Lucas Rod tried to kick a grubber kick in the direction of Moody, 35 metres out from goal, went off her feet. Wimbanks tried to come in and pick up the footy. Then also going through there, Bullers again lost control of the ball. Tried to get a hurry kick out. McDonald went in towards the middle of the ground, heading in the hardy direction, knocked away from her, taken by Gab Pound. Pound tried to get a hurry kick away, was partially smothered, went out the side to Dalton. Dalton put her head over the footy at the half forward flank. Lost control of it. In goes McDonald. She's immediately wrapped up, and the umpire says there's no prior opportunity. Let's call for a ball up. So we're 48 metres out from Carlton's goal. We're waiting to see if Vessio can kick 10. They've double teamed her in this final quarter. Lucas Rod off the ground. Oh. Hetherington comes out to meet it first. Vessio gets to it. Vessio's got to oh, turn no. one inside out. No, she doesn't go for goal. Unselfishly, she decides to go for the pass and find Celine Mildy near the top of the two goals. That squares. is why she is such a good footballer. She could have then, on fire, gone, I'm going to spin her. She did have space on to spin around and snap. Then she goes, no, Moody's there. I'm going to go over the short pass. Better player, better position. Oh, sorry, better positioned player in the right spot there for the Blues, and she just did it perfectly. 18 metres out, and Moody, unfortunately, doesn't make it count. She misses to the left. Or maybe. 13-8-86, Carlton, Essendon, 2-3-15. I'd say if the game was closer, I reckon she would have gone for it and said, back yourself. But when the game's about like this, you're trying to get into those good habits and bring your teammates to the game. If they can kick a goal, helps with their confidence as well. As, uh, Hetherington, as she went to kick it out, the ball appeared from over the fence. So we've currently got two balls on the field here at Windy Hill. So we'll replay the kick out of the large... 18-metre goal square here at Windy Hill. Come on, Tanya. Unload. Don't go with a short pass. She just chips it incredibly short to Natalie McDonald. Takes it about 45 metres out from her defensive goal for the Bombers. She chips it short as well. Was looking for Collier. Got punched out of her hands by Bromage. Ballas goes in for the Bombers and copped one high. Free kick to go the way of Essendon. Still inside defensive 50. They're in the corridor. Ballas... Looks to go towards the outer side. Not the greatest of kicks. Made Williams work for it. Trend also there for support. Umpire says, give it to me. I'll ball it up on the 50-metre arc outer side for the Blues. They lead 13-8-86, rather, to 2-3-15. And taken away on this occasion by Georgia G. Goes in the Vessio direction, but Hetherington played in front of her on that occasion and took the mark. On the GWS Giants list, a veteran from Diamond Creek, Tanya Hetherington goes short, spots up Rebecca Neves, formerly of the St Kilda Sharks. Neves 
Switches. It's got to be good. It works out okay. Morecambe. It sticks. Alex Morecambe still in the back pocket. Gets on the right. High. Walker front position. Got over the back of her. Waiting out the back end. Taking it cleanly on that occasion to Matteo. But caught straight away by Chewett. And the umpire said you were trying to handball it to yourself. It was a bit too obvious. And it will be a free kick going the way of Ackett Chewett. And that, no, the umpire looked away for a second. It could be a question over if it was a 50 or not. Chewett. Now gets on the right boot, heading in the moody direction. Front posse. Oh, Vasily pulled it in. Actually, technically she did drop it when it hit the ground. The umpire was blindsided to her. But says that was a good enough there, but you can have no, the mark. Good enough mark. Pay the mark. 55 metres out from goal. And just, just kicked it right. And you could hear that Collier slap. The reason is because I think she wanted to go for the short pass. Then she saw the late lead from Vessio, so she thought, I'll load up for that. But by that stage, she was too close, way too close to Maddie Collier, as you heard in the effects, Mike. Yeah, that was, that was an enormous thud. So we'll get a boundary throw in, half-forward flank. On the broadcast side for the Blues, Trend releases the handball to Matteo. Gives it over the top to Bullis in the middle of Windy Hill. She's caught, taken into the turf by G. We'll get a ball up. So ten and a half gone, final term here on RSN Carnival Digital Radio. The Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Match of the Day. As the high tackle laid on, Carlton will get a free kick in the middle, and I believe that's Walker getting off the bottom of the pack. No, check that. That's Vesely. On the corner of the centre square broadcast side for the Blues. Another great smother there from Maddie Collier. Pedersen under pressure, copped one high. We'll get a free kick centre wing broadcast side for the Blues. As they go wide to Bramage, who takes it forward of centre wing broadcast side in front of the herd stand here at Windy Hill. Comes back in board. Maybe it's a little too high. Too much on the kick. Collie intercepts. Goes for a run. Shepling from Eugle. She's taken one bounce. Doesn't elect to take a second. She's got no one inside 50 to go for, really. Has to try and put it into the space there of Quigley. Quigley turns her opponent inside out. Has to take on a second opponent. Quigley then sizes it up. That's smart footy. Finds Moreau. Moreau has someone on better than Williams. Who kicks a little bit of a mongrel punt and get pound from out of nowhere like an RKO manages to get there spoil the football of Williams it's still alive though for the Bombers as DiMatteo gets it at the goal square guess who again Gab Pound gets back there has the footy goes in the Harvey direction and the Blues are going to hurt him the other way yeah half back player on the outer wing Chasing after it, taking it cleanly. Here is Sarah Last. Pops it inside, attacking 50. Vacant goal square. Carlton just overrunning it. They eventually get the handball out to Geitzman, who's put it through. Geitzman kicks the goal for the Blues. They move to 14 8 92. Essendon at 2 3 15. As we tick over 12 and a half minutes in the final term. Great transition there from Carlton. Nessendon had the opportunity to score, were unable to. Carlton move it quickly the other way and score a major. Quickly did all the good work, sized up Moreau, but Moreau fluffed the kick when she was trying to square it up to the better position player in Williams. That fraction of a second allowed Pound to come from out of nowhere and spoil the Williams kick. Then she chased it up in the pocket, got it again, and then kicked it long up the wing. And as I said, bang, hurt him the other way. The intent was right. It was just the execution. 
going in there is Karras. Wins the tap, only to be intercepted and taken away by McDonald. McDonald, bit of a mongrel kick, trying to get it to Moreau. It bounced to her, immediately stripped out of her hands by Dalton. Moreau went back in again. Umpire says holding the football. And it'll be a free kick going the way of the Bombers and going to Haley Bullis. Bullis wants to get cracking. Seven minutes remaining in the quarter. Forward of setup. Goes inside 50 with the kick. Player standing all by herself is Simone Nelda. Nelda gives it off to Jess Trent who unloads. Trent with a bomb. Came off hands and will go through for a minor score. 2-4-16 Essendon. Carlton 14-8-92. Nearly 14 minutes played in the final quarter. You're in the final round of the VFLW on RSN Carnival. One game to come tomorrow. That's at Main Oval. Oh. Pound. <laughs> oh. Now that's got to be a first. She stepped over the line of the 18-metre goal square. <laughs> and, uh, well, there you go. Still well, not, it's still not big enough. She's had a great game, but they can uh, hang her for that. AFL <laughs> headquarters, we need a bigger goal square. <laughs> As the ball is pushed towards the boundary line, Pound trying to make up for their previous effort. It spills out to Bullis, whacks it on the boot. Across the face of goal, will dribble through for a minor score. 2-5-17, Essendon move to Carlton, 14-8-92. 14 and a half minutes gone in the final town, and Pound's been sacked from kicking the ball in. <laughs> oh, dear, I mean, they're going to hang it on. That's a fine for the social fund, <laughs> clearly, afterwards. The kick back into play, hitting in the Tewitt direction. Just got spoiled from behind at the last moment. Trying to get it out to Trent. She, she, she's running someone like she was at a saddle on the Carlton player. But it got out to Walker, who got away with the right boot kick. Going inside 50. Fessio went flying through the air on a two-on-one. Got knocked out of her hands. Here's an opportunity. I think it's Gottsman who's put the ball on the boot. It's just dribbling towards the goal square. Getting back there at the very last moment. Trying to keep it in. Is Anwell up against the forward pocket. Has support there from knees that they can get it to her knees with the kick. Oh, it's a shocker. It's right off the side of the boot. It's out of bounds on the full. Vesio is just hovering. Wanted the free kick. He wanted it. The umpire said, "No, no, 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 not you." Should have given it to her. Sarah laughs. Now, where's Vesio hiding? No sense of occasion. Vesio circling around. They're looking for her. If I'm just the player in the pocket, you just put it up at the top of the goal square and see what happens. The normal goal square, you mean? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And she's done that right for the goal square. Vizio has been blocked. That's shepherding off the ball. Won't pay it. No sense of occasion. And the Bombers get a kick towards the half-back flank. There's all blues back there. Brent Catasano was besieged upon courtesy of Collier. Bramage went in there. So did Moorcroft. It just shoved players out of the way. And the umpire says, it's all locked in. Let's ball it up. Right in front of our broadcast position in the Hurt Stand, you're listening to RSN Carnival. 16 gone, final term, which means we've got four minutes left on the clock. Handball comes the way of trend. Her kick's going to go straight down the throat of Gab Pound and she's off to the races. Puts it inside attacking 50 again. Two on one in favour of Essendon. That one was Vesio. Ball dribbles over the boundary line and out of play. Forward pocket. Grandstand side of Windy Hill. We'll throw it in. The umpire comes in the 10 metres. Uh, well, I guess the good news for the Bombers, they won't have to have a shower afterwards because they copped an absolute bath from Vessio. <laughs> Boom, uh, we need that sound effect on standby. As Moody palms it into vacant space in the pocket. And the ball is seen over trend and Maloff. 
testing it as it dribbles over the boundary line. And that's the first time from this 10-metre throw-in that it's gone straight back over the boundary line. Three minutes to play in this match. And in the season for both of these sides. For the Dons, they do walk away with the wooden spoon in their first year. The ball back into play. Moody brought it to ground. Heil caught, but did get a kick away. Only like about two metres, though. Hardy with a dribbler, another two metres to Trent. Trent picks it off the ground. Nearly ran into trouble. Went with a hand pass over the top to Williams, who had to duck around Lucas Rod. Williams went for a run. Then kicked it, tried to get it to the advantage of Quigley, who beat out two players, including Pound. Quigley decides to play on quickly towards true centre-half forward with the kick. Jumping high as Eugle outmarked on that occasion. And it uh, looks like taking it back there for the Blues is Tara Morgan. Morgan wants to go towards the city side of the ground. Mark paid out there. And they'll get going quickly towards the wing. Bowls club side. Eugle there. Got knocked over. Karras. Hand pass to Pound. Pound takes a bounce. Oh, oh. Lost control of the football. Thank you very much, said Lauren Moorcroft, who hand passed it back. Got it across to Tanya Hetherington, who went short now to Courtney Eugle. Eugle at half forward flank for the Bombers. Kicks it inside 50. Long, high, click, quickly trying to get there. And the umpire says holding against quickly. And it will be a free kick going to Danica Pedersen of Carlton. 25 out from defensive goal. So Pedersen goes short. It's up Tilly Lucas Rod. Still inside defensive 50 out of side. And she'll go to Chewart at centre half back for the Blues. 18 and a half minutes into the final term, which means we've got a minute and a half left on the clock. The kick comes wide. Morgan takes two bounces as she runs to the centre wing here at Windy Hill on the broadcast side. High ball. Halfback flank for the Bombers. No one took the mark. Brand Catasano got it to Vessio, who got it further afield to Geitzman. Puts it into the pocket. Hetherington chasing after it. Gathers. Kicks it. And it's okay. The mark is taken by Natalie McDonald. I think they're going to run out of time for uh, Vessio's 10th. And goes, but only intercepted. there. Maybe one more roll. The dice to Dalton. Dalton wants to come in board. Chewett's got to be good to it. She takes it. She runs on. Chewett in the top of the goal square. It was a flat kick. Wanted to go in the Vissio direction. Heddington went with a hand pass over the top. Taken away by Winbanks, who put it out of bounds on the full. Into the bin as well. Surely we get a goal for that. That's, that's, that's a six-pointer, isn't it? <laughs> there is 20 seconds and left. A standing ovation from the crowd. 18 seconds. Confessio market. It's going to be short of her. Ball hit the deck. Trying to get in there is Malif. Can't get it out. In goes Tilly Lucas Rod. Eight seconds. There won't be 10 for Vessio. As we count down to the final siren here at Windy Hill. And there we have it. Game over, season over for both of these teams. And it's Carlton that walks away with a grin on their face. 14 8 92 over Essendon 2 5 17. Darcy Vessio with nine goals, eight of them coming in the first half, and including a goal in the third quarter where she also had three goal assists. And a behind assist in the last quarter, too. <laughs> Very minor, but we'll count that. <laughs> it all counts, it all contributes to the scoreboard. No, well done today, Darcy Vessio. Clearly best on ground. Closely followed by Gab Pound, who had a shocking final term stepping on the line and <laughs> coughing the ball up on the outer that, side. That's a, a fine. Of times. That's a fine. <laughs>
and uh, also too very impressed today by Brooke Morgan Walker. Can see why Carlton have given mm. her a rookie contract for the AFL W, and uh, she was very imp- impressive today for the Blues. The other goal kickers will run through them quickly. Of course, Vessio kicked nine, eight of them in the first half. Singles then for the rest of them. Abby McKay, a famous name for the Blues, daughter of uh, Andrew McKay, played as the 23rd player today, kicked a goal and was also impressive. Isabella Geitzman kicked one. Jessica Malif kicked one. Renee Karras and Christy Harvey, the other goal kickers, whilst for the Bombers, Alexandra Quigley and Kendra Heil kicked their two goals. Sees the final score, which has now been confirmed 14 8 92 Carlton defeating Essendon 2 5 17. And uh, just quickly, Windbanks uh, getting the uh, yeah, ball what, in the, the bin. bin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a shot and a half. I tell you what, that, that's got to be a free drink at the bar afterwards, because surely. You know, it's, Darcy Vessio gave us some highlights today, but I hope that was caught on camera too. <laughs> if Darcy had done that, you would have been going, well, that's a day out. That's yeah. just ridiculous. If she kicked a goal and it got <laughs> As we see the Essendon players getting around one of their own who's coming off the ground. Is that Nat Hardy? I think it is. Are you it is. Around? Yep. Being celebrated. Of course, recruited out of Sunbury with her and her partner Nat East, of course. Were a dominant pair through at the VFLW competition in some of the lower grades in the Northwest Divisions. As uh, they wave to the kids, that is Essendon going off the ground. That concludes their season. They walk away with just the one victory here over Richmond in the middle of the year. I would say that uh, there's going to have to be a good wholehearted look at the whole system for the Bombers. They've had some players that have done some good individual performances, but as a team, it just didn't click this year particularly trying to find goals in the forward line. As we said, they were just, if you look at them, they were sparse, very sparse when it came to hitting the scoreboard. And uh, you've got to feel that the game plan needs an overhaul going into 2019. Yes, because they're still good, and there were passages today where yeah. they were able to get it off halfback. Yeah. That's been one of their strong points throughout the season when we've had an opportunity to call yeah. them. They've been able to transition it. Once they get it to about yeah. the half-back flank, they can move it down the wings, they can use the speed, but it's that last kick inside 50 that they struggle with. You could say, if, if you came away from a year where you won the wooden spoon, but let's say in women's football, you, there's games where you're kicking five, six, seven goals a game, but just getting done. You could say, oh, we're just a bit unlucky on occasions, but the things there look right, it just needs the polish or whatever. But when you're walking away with a lot of games they've played this season, only kicking one or two goals like we've seen today, you just got to go, well... Okay, the 14-goal blowouts, that happens on rare occasions and you just got to swallow that. But the problem is if you're still in all those other games that you lose in close matches, only kicking one or two goals, you've got to find, as you said, what are they doing to get past the centre, to get into the forward line, to get something that works for them to get those goals on the board? Because if the goals aren't coming, you're not going to win games of football. And I suppose the disappointing thing for me, I mean, Warcroft wasn't playing as a defender today. She yeah. was higher up the ground playing as a more of a forward beyond that there's not a hell of a lot of difference to when I last called Essendon against Hawthorne out of Box Hill City Oval and there hasn't I don't see like yes they were able to move the ball a bit cleaner there was a couple of players that have certainly improved in their decision making but their efficiency and their 
their overall way to goal mm. hasn't changed dramatically this season, which is a slight concern given I would have thought that as the season progressed, it would have got better for them. And what puzzled me for Essendon as well is, while Vessio was tearing them apart, they stayed with a one-on-one defence. And as much as, I would, yeah, as much as I would have liked to have seen it happen a lot earlier, they didn't move Hetherington back there when they're trying to stop Darcy from kicking 10 goals, and the game had already been well and truly blown out by that stage. So you're going, well, what on earth, what are you trying to achieve? And it's not like you're trying to develop him yeah. as yeah. that spare in defence. It's not like a young player has been told, you're the spare in defence, you're going to try and help out in this situation. So it's like the game shot, she's already kicked a bag of goals. I, I can't see the points of that. I t- one thing, though, the player that... Spent most of the time on Darcy Vessio today, Rebecca Neves. I think she can still hold her head high because this you can't stop what Darcy Vessio yeah. did today. No one's been able to stop her at mm. the VFLW level before when she's yeah. been on a roll like that. Yeah, she kept her head up high. She was at every contest. She was constantly pestering. She was yeah. doing all that she could. And, and she wasn't pointing out or yelling at her teammates, saying, no. why aren't you doing this? Why? You know, it's not pointing or trying to shadow the blame to someone else. It's just unfortunate that the player that she's playing on is five times better than her. That's the, that, was the un- yeah. that was the only difference, because apart from that, I think she, she held up reasonably well today, and I would expect to be seeing her on an AFLW list, whether it's next year or the year after. Having a look at Carlton, because we've really got to be talking about Carlton. It's their win today. It's their day. 14-8-92 over their arch-rivals, Essendon 2 5 We've already talked enough about Darcy Vessio with a nine goals, four scoring assists. Well, we can go on a little bit <laughs> Yes, more. absolutely. Gab Pound today, is like, like we said during the pregame, the way that she has grown as a footballer just before AFLW and then when AFLW has come along has been incredible. I think originally when we called her at the Muggers maybe three years ago, I think she might have been a back and forth between the first and seconds type player. But just the way that, and her signature long sleeves, the way that she's just grown and just been a hard at it. And a great footballer that is probably defensively minded, but you can throw her in the middle if you need to. Well, she spent most of the day on the ball today. Yeah. Uh, And it will be curious to see how Carlton uses that in the AFLW season, given that the likes of Bree Davey are going to be yeah. gradually coming back into the side from her ACL victory. and, and Just I'm curious to see how they use her, whether it is mm. that midfield role or whether they put her almost as a flanker slash winger. Yeah, because she, she wouldn't be a true fullback, true centre-half back. She is more Although like she a, has played that role before yeah, for the Muggers. I think I like her the better when she's playing almost as the spare and she's able to run off and create. Yeah. She's able to help out in the contest, then push forward without restrictions of someone tying her down. If I look at Abby McKay, Andrew McKay's daughter, everyone's been talking about her. Again, it wasn't an exactly, oh my God, blow, blow your mind, fantastic performance. You wouldn't probably even name her in the best six today. But the way that she presented a contest, ran to space, kicked her first goal, the way that she held herself around the ground, you go, yep, sign her up as the father, daughter. She might only get a game or two at AFLW level, but you can see the promise there. You can see it. It's a long-term investment. It is, do, and it looks it. like a good investment. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah it's it, as as we said during the call. She's got fantastic instinct, read the game well, and was constantly trying to create something. Rewarded today with a goal. Very impressive. 
uh, in her outing as the 23rd player for the Blues. Out of Dalton and Brooke Morgan Walker. Dalton was good. I thought Morgan was the better of the two. Yep. And, um, you know, good long kick, reads the ball well, plays on the wing, got a nice little bit of height about her as well. Uh, again, uh, a quality signing there for Carlton, and it helps. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of them are getting some one-on-one coaching with Nicole Graves there, who's, you know, been a legend of women's football, uh, particularly a lot over in WA with Swan Districts. She originally, of course, was from Victoria, and it looks like she's been working closely with these women, and it's starting to really pay off. You can see that. Um, Celine Moody, I kind of saw her today as being the... Um, the, st- the stunt double, should I say, for Taylor Harris. She plays in a way that you would really want Taylor Harris to play. Not deep and not stuck out in the wing. Someone that is 40 metres out from goal. And even though she wasn't clunking the marks, it was straightening up Carlton. Carlton were like, head to Moody. Head to Moody at all occasions. Head to Moody. I'm not sure if it'll get Celine Moody an AFLW contract, but if she does, she'd be the stand-in double for Taylor Harris. And that's exactly what Essendon were missing up the other end. Yeah, someone absolutely. To, someone to target, someone to straighten them up, someone with a bit of size and can mm. impose the contest. And as you say, if the forward line works like that in the AFLW system for Carlton, then I think they're going to be okay, because the way it worked today, alright, yeah, Vesio kicked nine goals, but the way it was working, having someone centralise them at centre-half forward about 50 metres out from goal opened up space inside attacking 50 and allowed them to capitalise. Well, just about time to wrap things up here. Cox, before we go? Yeah, before we go, the other player that I wanted to mention today that played a a very good game uh, was Caitlin Cox, uh, constantly around the contest again. Busy creating something, but was efficient with her ball use, had great decision-making. I thought she was really impressive uh, again today for the Blues. Well, just about to wrap things up here on RSN Carnival Digital Radio, the RSN Racing and Sport app, and rsn.net.au. Our sign-off time at uh, 5 o'clock. Coxie, we're back on air tomorrow, assisted by Katie Lembeski and Neve Felton uh, to call Melbourne Uni versus Williamstown. It will be interesting to see that game. Melbourne Uni would be the favourites going in there, but essentially because you've got a bunch of North Melbourne AFLW players playing on either side, and I guess we get to see how they go in a hit-out. Yeah, if you're a North Melbourne fan, tune in tomorrow, whether it's through RSN Carnival Digital Radio or the VFL website, the, the live stream, which our commentary will be a part of tomorrow. Uh, tune in because you'll, it's your last chance of getting a look at some of the North Melbourne recruits, obviously the muggers with that affiliation, but you've also got Garner, Duffin, uh, on the other side of the coin, playing for Williamstown as well. And if you don't join us for that game, just to note that we will not be on air next weekend because it is a competition buy for the VFLW competition. We'll still have a midweek show Wednesday at 6pm, but we will return two weeks' time. So that's after this Sunday score, we'll return in two weeks' time to bring you the VFLW finals, which will be played as part of a double header with the VFL men's at Northport Oval. Looking forward to it. It's... Uh Nice little little buy just to get us ready um, for, for a big final series, and it is going to be a big one. Coxie, thanks again for your time, and see you at the bar. Yes, <laughs> been a long day. I'm Peter Holden. Thank you very much for joining us here on RSN Carnival Digital Radio. We'll join you again tomorrow at 2 o'clock for Melbourne Uni and Williamstown. Today it was Carlton 14-8-92, defeating Essendon 2-5-17. Darcy Vesio, the star, with nine goals.